messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That is right, we are here to talk about TV commercials tonight. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Can I be honest with you? It stinks. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve. Hey, Andrew. Happy day after Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, we made it. Super Bowl Monday? Yeah, Super Bowl Monday. Usually, of course, we release this show on a Tuesday, but it's kind of a big deal in our in our little neck of the yeah, woods we here. Yeah, we want to be part of the day two story. We, exactly. We want to be part of the story, which yeah. is what any good journalist <laughs> says. Um, Are we so, journalists? <laughs> um, so, yeah, yesterday was the big day. Commercials big day. It was commercials big day out. Um, kind of overshadowed by the game and the halftime show. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good game. Yeah. yeah, you said that the the general consensus in the media today was that the commercials were kind of a meh. Yeah. Now I am wondering, and I honestly can't remember this. Have we been saying that every year of the past several years? Because, I mean, I think no. maybe the part of it is, like, there's such a big buildup every year now. Yeah. We, last year, we said we were pleasantly surprised. You and I were. Yeah, and I think most people were. I do think that it's often about com- compare and contrast. And in a year when the, ga- when the game hmm. is a blowout or the halftime show is, like, some tired act that, you know, we've all seen a million times and has nothing new to add. Like, I think when that is... I think when, when people have that as the relief to think about against the commercials, the commercials just are more memorable to people. But people were not walking like no one was getting up during the game or during the halftime show to go get more snacks or go pee or anything. So I think the commercials, you know, sort of by default became the le- the least interesting thing about it. Yeah. And what we're going to do today is and we set this up last week as we've divided up um the commercials into a bunch of different categories. We're calling them the Bowlies. This is our second annual Bowley Awards. We'll be uh, giving out awards for best comedy, let's get weird, the weirdest uh, commercials out there, best series, etc. Best drama. Best drama. Uh, do we have best new artists? Best new artists. A lot of first time Super Bowl special advertisers. Special 2022 category, best crypto ad. That's right. A lot of cryptocurrency Enough ads. Enough cryptocurrency ads to have a whole category, including one that was, as I said on TV Tell today, such a good commercial it was a terrible idea yes exactly. like that's astounding right yeah. there that's amazing that's kind of the a commercial that was so good that it crashed the product the website that it was advertising yeah. so uh great commercial bad, bad exec- situation bad, bad execution, execution. Yeah. yeah so anyway we'll talk about all of that we're calling them the bullies All right, paid for this music. Where should we start? You know, one of the commercials that I saw early on that kind of gave me just kind of delight was the Rocket Mortgage commercial, of course, with a a tie-in with some um, legacy toys that, of course, my generation grew up with. Yeah, I wonder how much it costs to license those Mattel toys. Or if it actually doesn't cost you a lot because it's a... it's kind of a backhanded advertisement for it for your once again you and i have 
zero understanding of how any of these partnerships or sponsorships work. So let's talk about this. We see a, this is for Rocket Mortgage, but we see a little girl and she's playing with her dollhouse, right? And it's very specifically a Barbie dollhouse. Is this the dream house? Yes. It is. It's the dream house. And we have uh, Anna Kendrick uh, is also in this uh, girl's playroom. And as the little girl is playing with her dolls, Anna Kendrick jumps in. Barbie really wants this dream house. It's got stunning views and a slide. Barbie's ready for fun. So cool. And Barbie found out about this dream house with an alert from Rocket Homes. She did? Well, it's a super competitive market. Everyone wants to buy the dream house. Now we have a bunch of other kids who run into the scene, and they have, uh, I think, a bunch of Kens and, and other people in the Barbie universe, right? Well, no. I mean, they're not really in the Barbie universe, but they're like made up toys that are roughly Barbie-like. You oh, know, they're, I see. They're plastic figure dolls, but they're not real toys because, as you'll hear, they have jokey names. Better offer Betty. I'll go 10 over asking. Cash offer Carl. Straight cash. House Flipper Skipper. Let's tear it to the studs. You vultures, you're going to start a bidding war. <laughs> this is less than ideal. There's a, oh, a little no. tear. A little tear runs down Plastic Barbie's face. I love this. Oh, no. Don't worry. Barbie has a verified approval that shows her finances are backed by Rocket Mortgage. So Barbie wins. But we need a house. Oh, I found a fixer-upper castle on Rocket Homes. And now that's where you see, I guess it's called uh, Castle Grayskull. I think Am so, Am I right yeah. about that? Um, with uh, a, a little kid over there who's playing with her He-Man action figure. And Skeletor. It has good bones, but really bad neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> good bones. A Skeletor joke that I missed in there. I like his vibe. Get your dream house all in one place with Rocket Homes and Rocket Mortgage. For a better way to find and finance, Rocket can. Thanks for helping. No problem. It's good for my glutes. Uh, I found that absolutely delightful. But again, I also feel like I am somebody, as you like to point out, gets high off of nostalgia. So yeah. they're really kind of scratching it for me. And you love also, toys you and, I and are miniatures. Trying to figure out. Yeah, I do love toys and miniatures. I love that um, style, that old school style of commercial where you just see kids like talking for the action figures. Yeah. And you and I are looking for a home. I know. And, a lot of that like, really resonated. A lot of that would have just totally gone over my head. You know, I mean, but being deep into what we're into right yeah. now, it really spoke to me. So. Yeah, the cash offer Carl was a real, yeah, a real right. painful reality. Uh, and and also um, Anna Kendrick, just just delightful. Yeah, she's great. Right? Yeah. And Does you know, anybody we, not like her? What's wrong with that person? We complained about her a little bit in those... Um, they were like a, a hotel out of the, like Hilton, maybe. I'm that person. I did complain about her. Yeah, but those were... She was just playing a character that was a lot. She was playing like a really over-the-top version of herself who was, like, bossy Sort of bossy and, and, like, yeah, a little, like, playing arrogance, I, I you know, ostensibly for laughs. I think she's great here, and I think, like, the visuals are really fun, and it, and it just, and also, like, I do think it makes a good point, like, like, like you said, like, we're the target market for that commercial, you know, yeah. potential home buyers, and... It all made sense. Like it made it, it was a good pitch. Yeah, it was. Now this next commercial, I was. Um, this will probably be a theme today. It's been a theme for the past six years. I was just wrong about something. We had set up this commercial based on some teasers 
uh, last week, and it's for the Uber Eats service. And uh, the whole premise of the commercial is, even though it's called Uber Eats, they now deliver things that you can't eat. But these celebrities who are in this don't realize that. So you have like Gwyneth Paltrow, who's like taking a bite out of one of her own candles that was delivered to her. Um, And I thought, based on the way it was presented, the way the teasers were presented, I thought it was going to be a series of small commercials throughout the Super Bowl where we see different celebrities getting Uber Eats deliveries and either trying to eat them or learning that they can't eat them. But it actually was a one-minute commercial. The teaser just didn't show us everything. In fact, we were missing... Jennifer Coolidge was the one that we really focused on last week, but we were actually missing, and I think they were smart to do this, another celebrity who they put in the real version. Yes. Uh, Should we... Yeah. I, mean, I think you have, you have to seen... set it up in advance because then I'll play it. Otherwise, the audio will just be confusing. Yeah. So the the actor who appears in this scene at the uh, towards the end uh, in the scene with Jennifer Coolidge is um, the actor Nicholas Braun, who plays Cousin Greg on Succession. Cousin Greg. And he's such a man of the moment, you know. And yes. he's really he's really having his uh, his fifteen minutes for sure. And so it it was a fun little Easter egg, I think. And they were smart to keep him back absolutely i think that was and he has some funny lines really in here smart, i think yeah. this one's a real contender for best comedy honestly yeah um so yeah i guess we'll go through the categories and then we'll just name one the winner assuming that we can agree on it so um <laughs> that's the premise i'm not going to pause it each time we have so much to get through today but just know that people are eating shit that they're not supposed to be eating but they're confused because it came from uber eats wait if it was delivered with uber eats does that mean I can eat it? <laughs> it says eat. It's a diaper. That space bad. Got you, Greg. This candle tastes funny. Mm-mm, eat it. Not bad, but funny. And thanks to Uber Eats, we don't even know what food is anymore. Now <coughs> this isn't food. <laughs> we can't eat most of this. <laughs> no, we can't eat any of this. Why Uber Why Uber Oh, Trevor that Noah bites a, a light bulb. Yeah. At the end. Sorry, I totally talked over the punchline. Let me uh, rewind a little bit so Cousin Greg can get off his uh, final line here. Why That bag's a liar. <laughs> yeah. I just got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they put them together is it. also a stroke of genius. Yeah, I think. because she's having such a moment. I mean, she's mm-hmm. always been somebody that people love and, and appreciate, but with... Um, uh, is it White Lotus? White Lotus, which uh, is, again, about extreme wealth and, the, and yeah. the problems that come along with that. And then you have Cousin Greg from Succession, which is about, uh, it kind of has similar themes. I'm right? honestly always in the bag for a commercial or anything. Um, I'm thinking of Celebrity Jeopardy that, uh, or, you know, the SNL parody of Celebrity Jeopardy oh, yeah. that that is hinged on the premise that celebrities are just by nature quite dumb. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I love that. Um, Oh, you know, this is almost a theme this year. And again, maybe it's just the nostalgia thing and it ties into the Super Bowl as well. I mean, we are the we are the age bracket and income bracket that um, 
is most heavily being marketed right now, yeah. right? Me as a 45-year-old. And so we will see Jim Carrey come back to reprise his role from Cable Guy, which came out in the 90s. That's yep. like our era. We have a commercial here with uh, Mike Myers doing Dr. Evil, reprising it, that role from the ground And last year up. they did, um, he did uh, Gwen and Garth, right? Oh, they did do that last and year. And then this yeah. year, Dr. Evil, like what? Uh, I guess next year it's The Love Guru. Was that Mike Myers, the love guru? <laughs> it's terrible. Was there another SNLer in there though? For some reason, I thought it was like Catan or somebody like that. I, I guess think I'm he just, was the I'm love just guru. misremembering it. Um, I don't remember too much about this GM commercial. Does this need setup? This is the uh, Doctor Evil commercial. Oh, and it's not just him. It's like it's, a bunch of the main players. You got Seth, uh, Seth Green, who plays mm-hmm. his son, mm-hmm. his much uh, much belittled son. I think you've got, um, is it Robert Wagner, who's uh, number two? Okay. And then, I don't know the actress's name, but she's like the um, the severe German uh, woman who is also the mother of Seth Green's character. And they're all in some, like, GM tower somewhere. Yeah. Um, and, well, we'll let the audio take over. Ladies and gentlemen, our takeover of General Motors is complete. Dr. Evil, we can now use GM's Ultium platform to power our whole operation. Now we can reduce tailpipe emissions. I'm sorry, am I no longer Dr. Evil? I'm Dr. Good now? I didn't get the meme at. Climate change is arguably the number one threat to the world now. Dr. Evil, you are now the number two Oh, you know what? It's not the, they had two actors playing that character and this is the Rob Lowe version. Playing his son? Oh, no, no, playing number two. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Two, number two. We have to help the planet. Oh, please, cheer for my son. So Seth Green has a baby. I shall name him Baby Me. No, his name is Kyle. You must help save the world first. Then you can take over that world. Okay, Fra, how about you let me do the business, all right? Hold on, I've got it. I will help save the world first, then take over the world. She literally just said that. Scott, you just don't get it, do you? What? What don't I get? You don't get it. Oh, we're right back. And you're never gonna get it. You can't draw me into these little... You You act like a child. You don't get it. I am an adult. You can't push my buttons anymore. We'll reduce our carbon footprint. Whatever. Okay, let's go. We're going on. I've never realized. Yeah. How much I there's always been a lot of Lorne Michaels in Doctor Evil, Mm -hmm. um, but I never realized how much Trump is in Doctor Evil. It's like there's a lot of Trump impression. Really, I really think there is. Yeah. I didn't notice that. I don't know if there's a um, need to finish this off, but we're so close. So um, they come downstairs from their office and they come down to a different part of the tower where there where there are a bunch of GM vehicles. Electric. I mean, electric vehicles were the big story this year. Not you, Scott. One day you're gonna run the company, baby me. And then you see the baby, and the baby looks like Dr. Evil. You know what we haven't mentioned this entire conversation? What? I don't think we ever said the words Austin Powers. Yeah, like well, I forgot. I was like, in the back of my head. I'm like, and first of all, I've never seen those movies, so I'm not like. I mean, I get it. I think. Yeah. Um, but it's funny how like the Dr. Evil character really. Well, first of all, it holds up better yeah. over time, and it just like sort of eclipsed the actual it, main character. Even at the time, it was mu- it was by far the funnier performance mm-hmm. of, that he was doing in those movies. What do you mean he? You mean they? Um, 
I get it. He played both he played characters. Both characters yeah. I, I get it. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, what's up next? This one I like a lot. You know the actor Ty Burrell? Yeah, from um, a Modern, Modern Family. Family, among other things. Um, this is for um, like a financial, I don't know if it, I guess it's like an app or some kind of like tool that you use to, to manage your finances and not just uh, go crazy and buy everything. And the, the sort of, I feel like there was a lot of commercials this year, and I know this is always a trope, but there were a lot of commercials this year where you have somebody portraying the dreadful alternative. Yes. Larry David with the crypto, now Ty Burrell with, um, with spending money. So this is just a montage of him buying all these absolutely crazy things. And all you're going to hear is him saying, I'll take it. But it's things like a giant yacht named the Titanic. Like T-Y. And a... Um, a Fabergé egg and a uni- uh, a Pegasus and just like and a rocket uh, a, a jetpack. Yeah, I'm sorry that the jokes don't pay off quite as well without the visuals, but also Ty Burrell is just wonderful He's in so this. Good. It, it really this is this was a laugher out louder as they say. I get seasick, but I'll take it. <laughs> I make smart money decisions. I'll take it. I'll take it. Gorgeous. I'll take it. Hi, I'll take it. I'll just I'll catch you up here for a second. We see a robot exactly in his likeness. Uh, he's buying an old. It looks like a some sort of a prehistoric skeleton. A suit of armor. There's a suit of armor. A hot air balloon with his face on it. That's right. And now here's the Fabergé egg. I'll take it. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Take it. Take it. Now, okay. So you saw a Pegasus, some sort of bizarre massage chair thing, etc. Now, for this final scene, he is walking into a shoe store, like it kind of looks like a, the sneaker aisle of a shoe store, and he's just saying, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it, pointing to all these shoes. He's on the phone with someone, and then he finds out that he no longer has any money to buy these shoes. Take it. Take it, take it, take it. What do you mean I'm broke? How is it even possible? And that's why mom and I use green light. Now, this is a father and his two kids just sitting there observing this while they're trying on shoes in the store. And that's why mom and I use green light to teach you about money. Green light. Learn to earn, save, and invest together. I love that commercial and Ty Burrell's great, but wouldn't it have been better with Nicolas Cage? Who famously does exactly that. Oh, interesting. I don't know that I got that joke. What but you, now that you say that, I didn't know that reference that he's somebody who's really bad with money. But now that you say it, I he remember. He bought a castle. He bought a castle, he, right. He bought yeah. like everything that Elvis ever owned. But even, he, went, he famously has to take movie roles to just like keep up with his ridiculous, absurd possessions. That is the real life parallel is funnier. But it would change the commercial so much. You I think because he would just, overshadow the it overshadow. It's just like yeah, his his presence is so much different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's him. He's always way over the top. I like that. there's something so like dry about Ty Burrell's yeah. humor that I like much more. You know? Yeah, I love his everyman um, quality. That is definitely not Nicolas Cage. Although when it, I totally forgot, you and I were at the theater. I think. Oh yeah, I'm excited for this new movie Licorice about Nicolas Pizza, and we saw the uh, the trailer for a movie where Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage, right? Yes, and like a it's sort of a, an exaggerated version of himself. I really want to see that, and I'm not somebody who like 
kind of fetishizes Nicolas Cage. I think it's I called The he's... Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> it is. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Um, okay, this was another one of my favorites uh, here under the comedy section. This is the Pringles commercial. And again, unfortunately, this is very visual. So I don't even know, Genevieve, if you think that we have to watch the whole thing for our audience who maybe hasn't seen it. Can we watch it so it. that you can comment on so you can comment on the extreme sexiness of one scene in this I, bizarre you act? You are just, you are getting more and more pearl clutchy. I am shocked. It's Especially given all the it's dirty TV extreme. shows you watch. I know, but like I know what I'm signing up for. It's not a Pringles ad. I don't think it's that dirty. I just rewatched it. Um, but anyway, this is the Pringles uh, commercial. And um, we see a young man. I think he's still in high school, maybe college at this point. And, it's hard uh, to tell because they have the same actor playing him. Yeah. And he's definitely not a guy who's in high school. But I think he's probably in college. Yeah, we see him definitely in some school settings. It Actually, seems that's like, like high, high school. school. It's like a I, science I, lab or whatever. So, But it begins with him at some sort of disco-y party. And he goes up to the snack table and he sticks his hand into a into a can of Pringles, but then he can't get his hand out. And now it becomes a montage of the rest of his life just going through life with a Pringles can. He on meets his a hand. woman in chemistry class, and then they get married, and yes. they absolutely fuck. <laughs> and, and throughout, like he always has this can yeah. on his hand. So when they when uh, they go on a date together, she's sort of like softly holding and sort of caressing his Pringles can this hand. This feels like a Skittles ad, right? It does. Yeah, you're right. Like it's, it's got, got that, that, that quality of like a weirdness that where the product becomes like sort of a part of your physical life. You're hundred percent right about that it feels skittily uh and then there's some fun things and then as as you hear they get married and he as as his uh bride approaches the altar he like wipes a tear away with his pringles can hand and then um as he gets older later on you see him in a hospital and somebody inserts an iv into his pringle can <laughs> hand um and there is a moment where they are um well here i'll skip ahead to this part so here's the wedding day you just want to get to the dirty part right we already skipped the dirty part oh is it after the marriage i'm going back to the marriage scene. Okay, so he's feeding her uh, a piece of uh, cake off oh, yeah, of his Pringles Oh, yeah, watch this. Cake. This is so I know, dirty. I just watched it before. Now we have the bedroom scene. It's very, very brief. She is wearing like a tank top and I don't know, her underwear, I guess, and he's in bed and he's sort of stroking <laughs> her thigh with his Pringles can. I mean... They're doing it, but their underwear always stays on. You see his boxer <laughs> shorts. Um, then she has a baby. I was ready for the baby to come out with a Pringles can hand on its hand, um, but uh, that didn't make sense. A Pringles can on its hand is what I meant to say. But no, the baby is normal, but the guy gets older and older, and like I say, he celebrates his 85th birthday. Uh, blowing out the candles and then he's in the hospital they hook him up to an IV and then eventually we see him in his coffin at yeah. his own wake and he still has the Pringles can on his hand people are mourning him then we see his son, who's probably about his age when this commercial began. Yeah, right? young We're going to say a young, uh, kind of high school young man. And So uh, his father is 85 years old yeah, when his son is, looks like he's about 16. This, maybe this is a grandson. Maybe it's a grandson. Yeah, the math doesn't pencil out they on this They always say me. that a, a Pringles can hand skips it a generation. It does, yeah, you famously. Know? So anyway, so then the, this young man goes to grab, you know, there's like a buffet set out at this, at this wake, at this funeral. P.S. Just a tip. Don't. Ha it's not classy to just have a can of Pringles at your wake. 
at your spread. Somebody probably brought them. Well, put them on a plate at a, in a bowl just, or something. Isn't that even more funny? Bringing, bringing it to a wake. <laughs> Here, I, you said to bring food. Here's a can of Pringles. As you, I'm sorry for your loss. As I'm sure you know, the boy is going to stick his hand into this Pringles can at the wake, and then the adventure begins again because the boy now has this green Pringles can on his hand. I'm feeling down deep in my soul that I just can't lose. It says get suck get stuck in, which that's kind of a strange. Yeah, that's a, get stuck in. That's not a great uh, tagline. I feel like Pringles was going hard on this idea of stackable Pringles and creating your own flavors for years. By, yeah, yeah, and, but this seems to indicate. I mean, it's just one commercial, but it is the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, the big game. Uh, not even not even a hint towards like creating your own flavors. I wonder if they're gonna maybe kind of start to put that behind. I them wonder a if bit. they're looking at Cheetos, which has really leaned in on like the orange dust it's as really their thing, and they're oh. thinking like, what's our, what is it that people have yes. like a tactile association with us about? You're and I mean, smart. we all know that yes. feeling. You see the guy stick his hand in that can, and you know what that feels. You like. know exactly what that feels like, and also, you're you're so right because it's also like these aren't even like necessarily good uh, byproducts of the you know the yeah. cheese dust it's is about, terrible it's about what signifies but it signifies you yeah. know that that feeling and, and getting your hand stuck in a Pringles can is not a good feeling but it's a unique feeling it's yeah. um, associated with the product this next one is for cut water, which I think we've talked about. Maybe have we? There, it's a cocktail in a can. Yeah, so it's not like you know, it's not like the soda craze or the flavor. It's like actual things like mai tais. And exactly, stuff. and you just pop open the can. And this idea is um, to the lazy. Yeah, and this spoils. You, to listen to this, you might think this is a best drama uh, yeah. contender, but it's all it's all in fun. I love it because to it's me, just for the funny, and it's a, such a good send up of that kind. Yeah. Of over exactly. earnest Super Bowl commercial, black and white footage, serious people like just looking, looking directly at the camera and looking, yeah, like looking serious. But the things they're doing are pretty hilarious. At first, they're just kind of staring, looking at the camera with kind of serious faces, and then about seven seconds in, you start to see what's going on. This woman is in her kitchen and she's tenderizing meat, but she's using like one of those Theragun massagers. Um, and then you see somebody who's like, and you can of, see that the the meat tenderizer that you're supposed to use, the just like the regular one, sort of cast off oh, to yeah. the side. And then you see somebody who's clearing the snow from his driveway using a low torch and then you understand what's going on is they're watching other people do things the more difficult way but they're all very lazy people you see a man in his sweatpants just sitting in uh, his living room he's uh walking his dog by putting his dog on a treadmill and just <laughs> holding the leash which why would you hold the leash uh people using Roomba style devices to to bring them drinks people washing their cars uh using their sprinkler systems just driving their car onto the lawn and then it all culminates in some people at a party who are just drinking this pre-made cocktail by and rolling a can of rolling a cooler of them around and it even as shows, opposed to making a mixed it cocktail. It even shows a guy making a mixed cocktail and, and we're all supposed to roll our eyes at him. Exactly. He's supposed to look very precious about exactly. it. Exactly. And meanwhile, you see somebody else who's drinking a, a, a cocktail and she's out of ice. There's many bags of ice across the deck from her but that's that's too much so she just breaks off an icicle from the from the deck she's sitting on it's pretty good so this is the backdrop um while you hear this very serious voiceover here's to the lazy ones the renegades 
the outliers, the unsung geniuses, the ones who live life differently, working smarter, not harder. You can make fun of them or ignore them, but the one thing you can't do is disagree with them because they reach better results with less effort. They push the human race in new ways. And while some may see them as the lazy ones, we see pioneers. Because the ones who make the most of their time are the ones who are ahead of it. Cut water. Bar quality cocktails in a can. Really good commercial, especially when you think that it's a parody, not just of commercials, but of Super Bowl yes. commercials. That really makes it rank higher for me. I agree. I love it. I agree. So that's going to... Uh, oh, wait. And then I guess we don't have to play this one again, but the Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen yeah. commercial for Lay's, we went into great detail on that last week, and there was no change to it. it we had... They aired it exactly as we had seen at the full 60-second ad where they go down memory lane of all the uh, misadventures they get into, and then eventually um, Seth Rogen marries a demon at the end of it. Uh, if that doesn't make sense to you, uh, rewatch the Super Bowl or listen to our show from last <laughs> week. Um, so do we want to... Uh, now, this is one of our bigger categories, by the way. we got to pick a winner. Yeah, but we got to... Pick a winner here before we move on to the next one. We had Rocket Mortgage Barbie Dreamhouse. Where's my bell? We had Uber Eats. Uh, that was the cousin Greg and the gang. You had the GM with Dr. Evil. You had uh, Ty Burrell with Greenlight. Pringles, Can on the Hand. And Cutwater, To the Lazy. And Lays, Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen. Uh, we got to discuss this. Um, I can I give out my first vote. Give, give out some early. Yeah, what's what's leading what's leading the pack here? I'm leaning towards. I mean, Rocket Mortgage really made me smile, but I just don't think that it's like the best comedy. It's not the funniest. Can in the hand um, was good. I, I'm leaning towards Cutwater as far as funny writing is. Well, Uber Eats or Cutwater are the two that I would say. What are you leaning towards? Okay, I'm leaning towards Uber Eats or Greenlight with Ty Burrell. Greenlight was funny. But I think let them. I love the visuals and green light. Like yeah. the, the things that they have him buy are very funny to me. I say but then I, if I'm we hearing both, Uber Eats. I think uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner, but don't eat it. Uh, all right, sounds good. So there it is. Are we gonna? What are we gonna do for the winners? Are we gonna send them something? Or? Yeah, I think they'll just you know they'll just be excited. I mean, I just to be nominated is an yeah, honor. Yeah, I'm sure but that yeah, they're. I assume they'll you know. They'll hear about it in the press. Yeah, sounds good. I'm, hold on. Should I email Jennifer Coolidge now? I'll do it after the show. I'm going to get distracted. Um, okay, next category. This was a shorty. Let's get weird. Again, it's fun to kind of mark how these things and these trends change over time. I think there was a time when we would have had a lot more weird commercials. Yes. Um, there was lot, a time the, when the like Skittlesation, Skittles and you know? Mountain Dew and some of these other like fast food things. There is a fast food one in here. Actually, two. One of them, there's a snack and a fast food here. Um, but yeah, for a while, like there was, it was like who can out weird the next one, and I think that trend has has dropped off a little bit. But it left its DNA on our commercials, and like there's a greater tolerance now for a story that has like a very weird vibe. Yeah, but also there just weren't a lot that were like again, as I keep, and I'm gonna say it right this time. I'm not trying to be funny. Still can't do it. Monkey baby. Something monkey baby. Something monkey baby. 
something monkey baby doggy monkey baby nope well you're really getting close you're super close. monkey doggy baby nope puppy puppy monkey I knew. okay sorry how baby. many times how many times Will I not get that? Well, hungry, whatever. Hungry We're Monkey Mountain Dew. <laughs> hungry Mountain. <laughs> uh, all right. So <laughs> we have three contenders in this category this year, three nominees in the parlance of award ceremonies. The first one we talked about last week, and it didn't really do much, I don't think, for either one of us. Certainly not for me. You have It's for Lay's. Uh, various flaming hot yeah. snacks that they have. It's basically for a kind of flavor. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, and you have a nature watcher, like a bird watcher, and she's out and in, in, she's like climbing a tree and looking at birds through her binoculars. And then she drops some of her snack foods onto the forest floor and all these creatures come out and they start eating it, a sloth, a bird, a crocodile or alligator, depending where she is. Um, and uh, I like now I just treat it as if it's the same animal. They just call it things in different places, which is really not how that works. But anyway, they eat the chips. They start dancing and making weird sounds, you know. Well, they and singing Push It. They're setting oh, up right, to sing Push It. Right, right. And they're singing Push It, which there's no specific tie-in to that, right? It's just Push It. Like If, if so, I'm missing it. Salt and Peppa. I don't know. I mean, it's a good They're song. Salty snacks. No, I think I'm overthinking it. Okay. The other one, number two in this category, was uh, something that we got a teaser for. And it was a true teaser. Turns yeah. out this teaser was just like the first five to ten seconds of this commercial that then paid off. It was for Irish Spring. I heard some people talking about this one. I think this one was a standout. Right? I am a big fan. Spoiler alert. I love this. I think what it's um, evoking is great. It's evoking these kinds of movies like... Wicker Man and Midsummer, where somebody goes to a a remote, isolated culture and finds that it's like very threatening. Yes, and it's a particular kind of horror movie that this. I love that that's what they're like, sort of uh, playing with. And you're totally right. This dude who's floating into the Irish Spring is in fact sitting on gym lockers that are all tied together. I was expecting that to to be more explained in this one. Well, he's sweaty and smelly. He's just like some guy who's been at the gym or playing basketball or something. So they literally are gym lockers tied together into a raft. And he's still in his workout clothes. He arrives at this uh, in this sort of island paradise. And everyone's dressed in like cream colored wool. And they all look very beautiful and clean. And they are horrified and condemning of his stink. Yeah, at first it seems like a He's peaceful a real heretic. place with, yeah. with smiles, but then it gets more and more intense. And they, again, the nostalgia factor, they have a guy who's like kind of carving a bar of Irish Spring, like the old commercial where they would take a knife and peel off. Yeah. And it was very evocative. Um, but then that person, it, it, things just turn dark very quickly when that person who's carving the soap locks eyes on this guy and says that he is unclean. What is this place? Welcome to Irish Spring, friend. It's a place where stinkiness is unwelcome. Bad smells must receive their correction. <laughs> must receive their correction is such a good line. Now, that is that line is delivered by a rabbit that yes. is like a real-looking rabbit. So this is rabbit for real, is, real weird. Yeah, on somebody's lap. They put him in a big wicker basket. And they carry him uh, through this sort of uh, more, you know, like sh- look, Shire-looking village. Through mountains to yeah. a village. 
and now they're putting him on something that almost looks like gallows. Yeah. But he's still sitting in this like wooden bucket thing, and I guess they're gonna dunk him. Yeah. Here, there's a right? there's a real human sacrifice yes. quality to this whole presentation. And then suddenly, it all goes quiet. We see a little girl holding the rabbit again. And now What's with suddenly, all the rabbits? I know. Well, is that a Wicker Man thing? Were there rabbits in Wicker Man? Well, they're bees. Oh, bees. They're definitely You're bees. You're thinking of bees. So suddenly, the, um, the, the sound just clicks out. That wasn't me pausing it. They're chanting, and now suddenly, it's a scene change. It's very quiet, and everybody is waiting for him to reveal himself after being dunked. Irish Spring, <laughs> smell from an ice smelling. And he just suddenly he's dressed like all of them in the big uh, white sweater, and he just snaps into a smile and starts dancing with them. I love that commercial. I am a huge fan, honestly. Like yeah. I think Irish Spring nailed it. I really think that might be my favorite one in terms of sort of surprising. It kept my attention. We were really glued to the TV when that one was on because we wanted to know what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really funny trope to play with to make a comedy out of a Wicker Man style kind of... For soap. For soap. Yeah. You know? It's great. It's yeah. a good idea. I think so too. I, I And also, I like to fantasize about what put him in this situation? <laughs> how what did he happened? Up, why did he tie those lockers yeah, well, together? Yeah, like how far into whatever calamity was he when he realized, well, I gotta tie these. Yeah, I gotta tie these lockers together. He also, but he doesn't seem distressed when he floats up. It's like he's yeah. on a pleasure cruise. Yeah, he just seems dirty and smelly. All right, this next one, I'm not gonna play much of the sound for this one because it, I mean, I have to play the beginning of the sound because I think that's pretty evocative. But like this next commercial, yeah, it's weird, but it also well, I was going to say it's weird, but it doesn't make any sense. I can't explain <laughs> it. Like Skittles commercials yep. are really weird, but for for a reason, right? Like I, I think of uh, Skittles pox, right? Like yes. it's weird, but the reason is, and it, it makes a certain amount of sense. The kid has something that There's something, resembles it's chicken meant pox. to make you it's feel gross, visceral, a visceral thing. This one, who the fuck knows what's going yeah. on? You see a bunch of clowns. They're in the, clown college, and, and the clown even, college is they're, like they're not all kids. Like they're all like they're adult clowns in something called. Well, who do you think goes to clown college? Clownist, adult clowns. Clownist conformist, according to the banners. Yeah. And there's one big like clown master on stilts in the middle of like what I guess is the uh, mess hall. I think it's the library. Oh, really? I thought people were eating. Some people are eating. It's sort of like Hogwarts for clowns. I guess. And then, and it's just so, even for what it is, it's just badly told. You see one, and all the clowns seem miserable, just miserable yeah. as they sit in their chairs. Some of them are kind of like juggling, sitting down, just looking shitty. And the one picks up a little pointed party hat that's sitting on the table and There's I now realize after watching this a couple of times because they don't reveal it until the very end of the commercial there was something underneath this pointed party hat that suddenly changes the vibe I see and I'm also I'm sort of bummed that Taco Bell abandoned their their dong sound oh yeah that was because a good I think cam that was a good yeah. campaign there's no reason that couldn't be the trigger here like yeah. you have they, they honk a clown horn and it goes makes the dong sound and this just and from that point so you don't know at this point that it's even a taco bell commercial yeah. you just know that she picks up a hat and then looks down and gets very excited then suddenly she and the rest of the people at her table start to for some reason shed their clown they get it a they get bit. into a clown car and they're driving through the city and then the the roof to the clown car blows off or is ejected. And then now that the wind is blowing through their hair, it, it blows off all their clown get up and turns them into 
very eccentric looking hipsters. Yeah, they're kind of like almost like hipstery, but with like a touch of Mad Max. Just a, like art school kids. Art school on a yeah. Mad Max adventure. And it's or like, like look, nothing against art school kids, but you're not cooler than clown college kids. Yeah, and what does it mean? And then at the end. Because it seems like it's real down on clown college. Why all yeah. the hate for a clown college? And then at the end, somebody re- uh, like reveals or some sort of reveal that what was underneath the party hat was a little hot sauce packet for uh-huh. Taco Bell. But it's very confusing. I agree. With I you. mean, how does it tie to the food? What is it? What are they saying? Wonder, what is the message? What is the message? And like, I really am curious what clown like what they're going for. Like, who are they throwing shade at when they call all the when they're like these clowns are conforming. Like, who are the clowns? People who don't eat at Taco Bell? I guess so. Here, I'll play the beginning <laughs> for you because you can hear the overhead announcer saying that the ice cream machine is broken. Attention, students. The ice cream machine is still broken. <laughs> Attention, students. The ice cream machine is still broken. See, they're definitely in a cafeteria. They all have, like, oh, classic cafeteria Oh, you're right. But, but, the, but the room trays. is set up like a library. Yeah. Um, and and they're all doing the- they're all doing things in a very bored manner, but they are clown things like juggling or pulling an endless uh, string of scarves out of a sleeve. She picks up the hat. Oh yeah, then hole starts playing right. or a whole cover, right? Is this hole or a whole Sounds cover? Sounds like the original to me. Now all of their like clown makeup and clown clothes come off, and they're, I guess, cooler, um, but they still look very, you know, sort of wild. Like their their getups are pretty wild. And they're driving through the city streets, and people are looking at them. And then at the very end, you, see, I guess, we're back in clown college again, and the clowns that were left behind leave no clowns behind. Yeah, leave no clowns uh, behind. They're looking down, and I think they are about to discover another Taco Bell packet. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna live moss. Uh, I guess they're living moss. I Which, guess. I just don't understand like why all the animus towards clowns. Yeah, what did a clown ever do to you? All right, that's the let's get weird category. Lays flaming hot. Push it. Irish Spring and Taco Bell Clown College. It's got to be Irish Spring. Oh, like, obviously. Hands down. Easy, easy decision. Yes, absolutely. And also one of the um, oh, do we award like the best of the best? Just like best. This show is going to be like two and a half hours. By the time we get done, we get done. Let's not do that. You don't want to crown a champion? I don't think we can. It's too different. All right, fine. I'm going to try to. I'm going to keep notes. Um, All right, here. So then we are up with best series. Now, my idea here. Now, this is something that maybe is not happening as much during the Super Bowl. I feel like several Super Bowls ago, we had commercials that would sort of set a storyline early on in the first quarter of the game. And then you know, keep returning to it during ad breaks. There were not a lot of those this time. There were only two, and each of them were only two commercials long, so not like a huge story arc. In in fact, one of them is not much of a story arc at all. It was one that was, in my eyes, one of the most highly anticipated commercials because it was teased so much on television, and it was the Michelob Ultra Superior Bowl commercial, right? We right. we talked about this last week. Yes, uh, we it was teased with Steve Buscemi um, deodorizing or uh, disinfecting bowling shoes behind the counter, and Peyton Manning starting to uh, to bowl in the lanes. But now the story is much more built out. But 
I should say built out. It's not. It's not that there's a lot more story. It's just no. like a lot more, a lot more of the same kind of scene building. In fact, I, I'm not going to play it unless you need to see something in it no. because what it is is like you know the teaser was like slow motion Steve Buscemi spraying shoes. Then you see Peyton. Uh, like kind of grabbing his bowling ball like it's all anticipation of what's going to happen when we see the real commercial then it's just like you said more of the same it's slow motion only they bring in more and more famous people right. you see Jimmy Butler from the Heat like doing um, karaoke and then then they're all bowling and competing against each other and everything is in slow motion as if it's greatly dramatic yeah. but it's just slow it's just a bunch of famous people in a bowling alley and oh this the- is a famous soccer player that yeah. um our friend Anita was excited about. I don't remember her name. Sorry, soccer people. But then the big reveal at the end is like um, these people, these famous athletes are all bowling, and then uh, Serena Williams walks in, and and everybody's just and like goddess, right? Yeah, and she and she looks goat. great. Yeah, I mean, she she's look just great. amazing. It's got. I like the that. Visuals almost has of this. yeah. I got to say, this shot of her walking in almost has Jackie Brown vibes mm-hmm. to me. It was hard. Like the her, she's wearing That's- purple. Her hair is fashioned as Jackie Brown's is in one. Yeah. I know this is what her hair is usually looks like, but uh, it just something something in the in this shot reminded me of that. Yeah, I, I do like the vibe of this ad and I like the visuals a lot and the colors and it's very beautiful, but it's not there were no big exciting twists or anything. No, I mean, nothing really happens in, in 90 seconds. And then it says it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And again, the song is good. Oh, uh, I think Camaro Kev pointed out that this there's another little bowling connection here that this is the song from Kingpin that they use in the movie Kingpin. Yeah. And again, if I'm at all right about that Jackie Brown vibe in that one shot, it might just be kind of an homage to some of these types of movies. But um, yeah, but that's it. And then it just lays there. Then and I was actually reading like there was an article on mashed.com about like why Michelob's second Super Bowl commercial left viewers confused. <laughs> I'm st- so this first commercial features all these real life famous people, yeah. I guess, kind of playing themselves. I-, I assume. Like maybe, I mean, Buscemi, maybe he's playing a character who works at a bowling alley. I like to think that in this university Buscemi just works in this bowling alley right because it's that's the whole thing these are famous people right yeah but then in this next commercial which is a much shorter one there's actually dialogue and I'll play it for you but nobody knew who this guy was he's a he's a professional golfer named Brooks Capa I think is how you would say his name K-O-E-P-K-A okay and he's talking to somebody who I thought I was supposed to know who he was but I guess it's just an actor who's a famous actor who's playing the role of his caddy. And instead of they're having a conversation as if the caddy is choosing a club for him, but really the caddy is choosing his next drink for him, uh-huh. which is going to be one of these sparkling water things. But like apparently this actor, he plays a character uh, called George in Cobra Kai, but he's not playing himself in this. He's they hired a quasi famous actor. This is a thing to I play always complain a caddy about. in a commercial that's yeah. highlighting all these famous people. Like in this universe, are you the guy who plays George and Cobra Kai, or like you yeah. get a no name for that? I agree. You? I agree. For a role like that, and this is a complaint I had about that Allstate ad with uh, Albert. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ribeiro. Oh, Alberto Ribeiro. Is it Alberto Ribeiro? Um, Ribeiro, maybe I think. That was a complaint I had. Like, there are some kinds of roles where you need the person to either be so famous that they could only be playing themselves or so not famous that you aren't confused about whether you're supposed to think that they're playing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I have to play this caddy commercial. It's only 30 seconds long. So it's some golfer that you probably don't know unless you're really into golf uh, and an actor playing his caddy. So what's the play? 
Alright, let's go with Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. It has zero sugar. Really? Yeah, and zero carbs. Zero? Yeah, zero. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Zero? Zero. And did I mention it's organic? Yeah, first thing you said. And then also, like, what did you have, just have time to kill? Why? Are, what is the joke about you repeating it over and over? I mean, like, it is amazing that it's zero carbs. I will just I guess say that from a science re- standpoint. That's just the marketers yeah. saying we want to underscore those lines, yeah. which I guess is a good. But enough. I agree, it's not a very compelling ad. It's not an interesting or compelling ad. It's just um, some. I don't know. I I don't know what they were going for. I don't know what they thought the reception was going to be. But I I agree that this series did not work for me. And they have to also these advertisers. They have to remember that if you're conf- – it's the Super Bowl, so everybody's talking about the commercials, and everybody's looking for celebrity, and they're yeah. so intense on it. You only have this moment, but you're also probably at a party where people are talking. And so if there's even a second of, wait, who's that guy? And then somebody says, who is that guy? What? And then by the time people say, oh, that's the guy who plays George on Cobra <laughs> Kai or whatever, you've talked over the whole commercial. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't confuse people. So this next one, uh, which was serialized, uh, is for T-Mobile. And I think this one is kind of the same way we were saying that the um, the Cutwater was smart to make fun of a certain type of Super Bowl commercial. This makes fun of a certain type of commercial as well. It's the, um, it's the won't you help the children or won't you mm-hmm. help the animals or won't you help the like you know, the polar bears or whatever. And I'll say it got me when it first came on. (laughs) I really thought it was just from the first few seconds of the tone. And you see Dolly Parton. That's the giveaway here. I really thought she was making an appeal. Yes. She seems like she's making an appeal. It's Dolly Parton. Uh, She looks great. Um, And she's in sort of a, a, what sort of is like a like a, a dressing room where it has like a, a lighted um, vanity, but it's otherwise just sort of undecorated. And so it's clearly like meant to be like she's on set here. She's talking about phones and how phones that aren't on 5G networks are sad phones, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. Yeah. Um, and you see some black and white footage of like, a phone alone on a swing set yes. just swinging sadly which is just ridiculous and weird yeah and then at the very end you'll hear her um, get on the phone with someone and that's Miley Cyrus Miley Cyrus is calling her and, and Miley says how can I help and then um, and then it says to be continued the one thing I don't like about this that I find distracting because I really thought I really thought it was effective it like got my attention hey it's Dolly Parton she's really been having a moment the past few years um and then, oh, you got me. This isn't a serious commercial. It's a funny commercial. But upon rewatching, I realized like there's this uh, double entendre early on that the writing is so bad the to get it there. Good, yeah. She says, America has a problem, so I wanted to get this off my chest. It makes no sense. She just says that because she's known for her bosom. And she's and got so, the phone tucked in and her then, decolletage. So then she pulls her phone. But I mean, yeah. if it wasn't Dolly Parton, you would never do that. Right. And I just think that that's like, that's it's, not it's hacky. That's not what she's known for anymore. Yeah. I think I think in the 80s, and yes. maybe I just grew up a bunch of pervs, it was kind of like, oh, Dolly. But it's just like, she's she's just known for so much yeah, right now. Yeah, she's an icon, just like, not because of her, yeah, her bra Yeah, size. exactly. But I do think it's a pretty good commercial. When I see a problem, I am going to fix it. America's got a serious problem, so I'm going to get it off my chest. Like, that is just... I just want to point out again. So lazy. If she's not Dolly Parton, you never write that line because it's so terrible. That... America's got a problem, so I'm going to get it off my yeah. chest. Do you even know what that means, you but Those two morons? sentences don't go together. 5G phones. Trapped on limited 5G networks. 
but you make a difference. If you join T-Mobile, these phones will be able to shine their brightest, like me. I have my own theme park. T-Mobile, <laughs> good for the phones. Hey, Molly. How can I help these phones? You got a voice. Use it. And then it says to be continued. Um, I kind of do like the line. I have a theme. Park. I love a theme park. It's a great line. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of makes up for I gotta get this yeah. off my chest. And she's funny when she's like dancing around. She's like kind of holding the phone almost like a baby and kind yeah. of dancing around with it lovingly. I think that's pretty good. And then I like that for the second one. It it really does pick up where that leaves off. It's not just another parody of that style, this time with Miley Cyrus. Instead, it's Miley Cyrus organizing and then performing with a bunch of other people a um, We Are the World right. style. We're in the uh, next phase of appeals. Exactly. The celebrity sing-along. You got a voice, Miley. Use it. Do it for the phones. Let's do it for the phones. They do so much for you. It's well done. I wish yeah. I almost wish there were more. I love Miley so much. And I love their relationship yes. too. It's great that they're together. Yeah. And um so there's a lot to like there. It does make you wit like literally, I hope that this campaign, this joke continues yeah. through a campaign because otherwise it sort of feels like it's just ramping yeah, up. Yeah, because now you could have like a live aid for the phone. Sure, yeah. You know? Exactly. Um so anyway, I really like that one. Oh, the other thing I was gonna say, sorry, I got distracted there was um I am glad that they, if you're going to do a parody like that of a We Are the World, you could have stacked yes. this with celebrities and then made it even more distracting. It could have gone either way. It could have worked. But I think that, like, Dolly and Miley are enough. That's all you need. And so they just kind of put some just whatever background actors in yeah. there to fill and out the studio. and they're meant to sort of stand in for certain types of performers. Exactly. But yeah, I agree. You don't, because then it becomes about everybody getting their little joke and their yeah. little moment. And before you know it, it's one of those Super Bowl commercials where it's just all celebrities trying to have their like wink, yep. turn to camera and wink. Yep. So there's only two commercials in this category. I mean, I think we have a clear category, And so T-Mobile yeah, you're the beats winner. Michelob Ultra hands down. So what is our next um, category here? All right. So this is musical or dance number. Um, I will say that uh, Dolly Parton and the T-Mobile ad um, and the yep. Miley Cyrus did get nominated in two categories. They That was a very singy uh, mm -hmm. commercial. Uh, so I think it's worthy of consideration for two categories. But I'd like us to consider these other two. Now, we talked about the Vroom ad last week, but I like this song. Can we give it just another play? The Vroom commercial? Yeah, okay, this yep. is the Flash Mob one where she's... Um, she does a song about how it was much easier to sell it on Vroom. Yeah, so we see a woman and she's... Uh, or actually, she does a song about how she's happy that she sold it on Craigslist, but then it go falls apart. Then it goes, it falls apart. And uh, she's walking through the street and as she's singing these lyrics, um, a, a flash mob kind of breaks out around her. I'm finally going to sell my car. She's finally going to sell her car! Hence, time's the charm. Was the buyer respectful? Was he nice? Well, we haggled over price. <laughs> Out. Never deal with flaky buyers again. Vroom bought your car? Yeah. They really came through. Sell your car and I gotta tell you, I love that music number. It's not bad. I really do. I Sometimes I hear my I find my find myself going through the day singing. Oh. 
We haggled over price. <laughs> now, this is interesting. We have one more contender in this category, but it's yes. another T-Mobile commercial. So T-Mobile was the Dolly Parton and Miley oh, Cyrus. Oh, wow. And now so we they're, have a, they're a, really stacking the deck. Which is interesting because here again, just to go back to the conversation we're just having about a series, like T-Mobile did have three commercials in the Super Bowl. Yes. One was a two-parter and then one was a standalone. Why not just make it a three-parter? Well, this is for a different product that T-Mobile oh, sells, which is T-Mobile Internet. Answer. Okay, good um, answer. So Thank this you. is, I really like this one. This is Zach Braff and Donald Faison, who famously were starred in Scrubs together. They're reunited. They're neighbors. And they're in these two very cute little houses right next to each other, picket fences, the whole works. Zach Braff comes sort of dancing out of his front door singing about this, and then he turns at a certain point to his neighbor, and it's Donald Faison. I'm defeated, feel mistreated. I'm so angry I'm singing a song Cause I'm paying so much for home internet and that's just wrong. I've got T-Mobile home internet. I feel happy. Great. Very happy. Good for you. Look how much money I'm saving right now. Wait, really? There's no hidden fees, no price hikes, one core. Bro, wow. Internet without BS. Oh, wow. Internet without BS. Yeah. Boy. I'm into it. Um, I like it. Caught our attention yesterday. I, honestly, I, I was just kind of shocked that they use BS these days. When I was a kid, you wouldn't say that in a TV commercial. Oh, now who's clutching his pearls? I didn't say I'm against it. I'm just surprised. I thought you were going to say you're surprised that they can't just say bullshit at this point. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. But now who do we crown? So I like the Dolly Parton, Miley Cyrus as a series, but that song is not the best song. I think that's the, fair. The... Um, you know, that one we just heard, the internet one. Yeah, it's an internet thing. Uh, fine, but I think Vroom probably, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it's between Vroom and, and the T-Mobile internet one for me. Um, but yeah, I, I will say, like, let's give it to Vroom. Let's give it to Vroom. There's always room for a winner. Um, all right, now we're on to most valuable celebrity. This There's going to be a big... lot of like crossover between these things. We're so. going to just try to keep it to the most interesting yeah. ones. And the ones that really rely on like kind of ensemble cast yes. of celebrity. Like the reason you are here is because you are famous, exactly. right? And this next one is the perfect example of that. There, it's It's pointing out that there are a bunch of famous people with their last name Jones, right. which of course gives you the opportunity to be like a keeping up with the Joneses thing, right? Yes, yeah, so this is for Toyota trucks. Uh, you have Tommy Lee Jones uh, driving a truck. He's then um, sort of meets up at a crossroads with a, with Leslie Jones driving a different Toyota truck. And um, they sort of start to drag race a little bit. And then before you know it, Rashida Jones has pulled up in yet a third truck and the three of them go tearing off into the sort of it's very western scene sort of like tearing off across these i'm sure very de yeah. delicate lands delicate ecosystem so i'm not going to play this whole thing because it's going to be a bunch of room room sounds i'll play the beginning though we see tommy lee jones and he's just like you say out in the wilderness somewhere but for some reason leslie jones appears in a truck next to him what's up jones jones <laughs> Told you, vroom, vroom, And vroom, now we're vroom, hearing vroom. Tom Jones. Oh, yeah, and the music is Tom Jones. Nice little nod there. Eventually, they do run into Rashida Jones. They're all driving around together. Then all three trucks get to a, sort of a summit in this a mountain landscape, and they all stop, and they're talking to each other through their open windows. Jones. 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 Now then a fourth truck pulls up. Sorry, Veeves, go ahead. A fourth truck pulls up, and in this truck 
is Nick Jonas. Whom I did not recognize at all. And it's pretty clear that Tommy Lee Jones doesn't recognize him either. He just gives him the dirtiest goddamn look. (laughs) Jonas? Yeah, it's keeping up with the Jonases now. Try to keep up. Whoever you are. (laughs) I do love that shade at the end. I love this one. This one was one that during the, that in the live broadcast really held my attention. I was charmed by the joke as I started getting it and putting it together. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, it's a good performance by everybody. This next one is for planet fitness and it seems to be a bit of a reclamation project. Yes, indeed. It's a real, uh, uh, yeah, it's a real uh, super fun site uh, of a commercial. We've got Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> wow. Uh, Lindsay Lohan in uh, act, working out at Planet Fitness and doing all these things because she's getting so much exercise and living such a great life now, doing all these things that are like the opposite of what bad old Lindsay used to do. Yes, yeah, so it starts with her. Well, we see her in the gym. Um, we don't know what the point is quite yet, but then we go into montage mode, and the montage begins with her on Celebrity Jeopardy, and she uh, answers a question, in which, or I guess she answers an answer. She questions an answer. I don't know how Jeopardy works, um, but <laughs> the answer that she gives is Dennis Rodman, and Dennis Rodman is standing next to her in the Celebrity Jeopardy stage. We see that she's getting better night's sleep. We see that there's a bunch of paparazzi outside of a nightclub, but since she's actually living a responsible life, they're all sad they can't get their uh photos of her at one point um we see that this is just so all over the place it's a mess like what what is this she is bedazzling an ankle bracelet an ankle for, monitor uh, an ankle monitor for uh what's his name danny uh, trejo danny trejo and they, they have they have bejeweled it with the letters dt which i also think is like Okay, either people know he's Danny Trejo or they don't. Right. Exactly. Do you know that there's something about seeing his initials that makes it harder for me to remember his name? I, did I know not I'm not know great that. with names anyway, but You're I not. feel like if I were if I just pictured his face, I might be able to come up with Danny <laughs> Trejo. But like every time I see this commercial and I talk to you about it off air, I see that DT and then I can't quite I don't know. Is it some, because you have the DTs? Maybe, or maybe Wordle has gotten into my head so, too much. So anyway, so that's what's going on with the montage. We'll tell you what happens at the end. Take a listen to this. People are wondering. What's happening to Lindsay? She's never been sharper. This basketball star married himself in 1996. Who is Dennis Rodman? Correct. Son of a... She's sleeping better than ever, which the paparazzi aren't thrilled about. I miss Lindsay! She's even more productive, trading DUIs for DIY. The verdict is... Gorgeous. Maybe it's not what's gotten it. So is that supposed to be, because she's wearing a jumpsuit there, is that supposed to be evocative of maybe a prison tattoo situation as she's bedazzling his ankle monitor? Yes, maybe. Obviously, you hear the voiceover so that's uh, William Shatner. Yes, and then they're going to break the fourth wall here, and William Shatner is going to appear on screen because, of course, he's going to. He probably wouldn't oh, do the yeah. commercial unless... Good luck getting William Shatner not to appear on screen. Is... Gorgeous. Maybe it's not what's gotten into Lindsay. It's what Lindsay's gotten into. Hey, William. Planet Fitness. Get glowing and feel spectacular. And as you said, Genevieve, don't people call him Bill? Yeah, the hey, William just lands wrong for me because every time I've heard someone who actually knows William Shatner refer to him as like casually, you know, some story about him or whatever, it's always Bill. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, here's another. Oh, this one we talked about last week. We don't have to yeah, redo it. Can, this is the Nissan commercial where you have Eugene Levy. Uh, like Brie Larson tosses him the keys to some, what's the car? It's a Nissan something. Altima? Um, I don't know. I don't know. The sporty one. Sporty one. And then for reasons that don't make a lot of they should sense. Have spent, they should have hired one fewer celebrity so, and done and something one writer. to remember the name of their dumb car. Yeah, exactly. They should have had Dave Bautista write the commercial, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, bird. So anyway, yeah, it becomes a Michael Bay-esque action thing as uh, Eugene Levy drives this car all over the place. It doesn't make any sense. And then we have another installment in the Caesars Sportsbook commercials, which I will say... These are getting better. They're growing on me. I hated them so much when they were trying to establish this world. This, of course, with Weirdly, Pat Oswalt was the wrong yeah. fit for these. But also the writing on those were really bad, too. Yeah. The, we're talking about the early uh, commercials in this campaign where you had J.B. Smoove playing a, a Caesar character. No, he was playing just, Caesar. Just the Caesar. <laughs> the Caesar. But he's, like, giving speeches. And while he's giving speeches, uh, Pat Oswalt – this is not the Super Bowl commercial. This is, like, the first one in the series – Pat Oswald is like out in the crowd and he's acting like an annoying guy at a concert sort of. And then there's an open mic or an open question period. It just was so unclear what they were going for. It didn't yeah. make sense. But as this campaign has sort of evolved and matured and they've introduced more people into it, um, it's really it's really become about both celebrating and making fun of the Manning family, essentially. Well, the Mannings were all the F over the Super yes. Bowl. Peyton was in... At least two ads. I mean, he was all he was in, he was in the Mick Ultra ads, uh, the Superior Bowl one, and he was in this one that we're about to see. Uh, Eli was in it was in a Frank's Red Hot that's a, not a brand new commercial, but did air during the Super Bowl. And Cooper and the and the parents are in are in this can campaign, and they've been in several in this campaign. And Andrew, you and I were saying at the time, like. It's very clear that the Manning brothers, once they'd all retired from the NFL, just got together and said, like, okay, we're going to build an empire. My guess is they had that in the works long before they were Yeah, I guess that didn't, like, that didn't occur to them the day that they stopped getting checks from, you know, the NFL. And for those who are not steeped in these things, of course, um, the Manning brothers, Eli and Peyton, have done something that nobody else has really been able to do, which is strike an agreement where they can have an alternative broadcast of Monday Night Football that you get, I believe, on maybe ESPN2 or some lesser stream. And it's much it's much less formal yeah. and it's chatty and they have all their famous football friends on it's from so Russell smart. Wilson to Aaron Rodgers or whatever. And they're all just kind of I mean, I'm not saying the, the show is especially together. smart. I'm saying like the strategy. Is I've heard the, the show needs some production. Yeah. Um, and whatnot. It's somewhat divisive. I heard it's not great and it's awkward at times, but it's quite the move. And yes. their access to these celebrities. Yes. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Tom Brady was on an episode, you know, and it's not even Why an should episode. we be surprised? It's just, yeah. A, yeah, it's not an episode. It's a, it's their simulcast of a Monday night. It's essentially game. a riff track. Yeah, exactly. And so there's a reference to that in this commercial um, because, oh, and also we should mention that Halle Berry plays Cleopatra. Um, that woman looks like she just stepped out of a clamshell. A clamshell. Like yes, she I looks know. like she is she's still like the most beautiful woman on the planet. She's like 
55 years yeah. old or something. I mean, it's just wild how good she Makes looks. Makes me hope that I can still look that good when <laughs> I'm 55. Right. Uh, okay, so let's take a listen to this. So this is like this, at least the second one of these where they decide to bring the Mannings in on the joke. And so you have Archie Manning. You have Cooper Manning, who was a quarterback, but like the least known Manning, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to that's gonna be the big joke at the end here. Take a listen to this. Live in-game betting came to me in a fever dream. Peyton, I love what you and Eli are doing on Monday nights. Thanks. It's a lot of fun to do it with him, Cleo. This gravy is outstanding. That's just, I think the joke is that Eli Manning is a little touched there. Yes. He's just like not paying attention. He's just like lovingly looking at his at his gravy. Eli does a lot of things. I think that he plays off his images sort of like, yeah, a little touched, a little bit of just like, just sort of not soft in the head, but sort of oblivious somehow. Yeah. I'm a little confused. I've listened to this a whole bunch before the show. And... Cleopatra says, I love what you guys are doing on Monday night. And that refers to the simulcast I was just talking about. And it sounds like Peyton says, I like doing it with him and Cleo. Or does he just say, I like doing it with him, Cleo? I don't understand this writing here. Is he just kind of marble mouth? Maybe, but you also don't need him to say Cleo. Maybe they're just trying to establish her as Cleopatra. But J.B. Smoove will do that again in a second. Anyway, listen to this line. It's weird. What Eli are doing on Monday nights? Thanks. It's a lot of fun to do it with him, Cleo. Yeah, this gravy is outstanding. It's a Obviously. bad line. It's 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 fun to do it with him, Cleo. I think you're so waiting for a joke there that I'm trying to figure out what he's saying. I actually think then... you could solve that with just a slight rewrite, which would be, thanks, Cleo. It's really fun to do it with him. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you and Eli are doing on Monday nights. Thanks. It's a lot of fun to do it with him, Cleo. This gravy is outstanding. I just love the look of the Caesar Superdome. It was all Cleo's idea. She's the brains behind Team Caesar. Yeah, we knew that. Caesar tells the jokes around here. Now, which one of you legendary quarterbacks is going to pass me the gravy? Uh, I said legendary. <laughs> he he when... stops Cooper from passing it and says, I said legendary. That's a great It's a really line. good joke. I mean, I remember, I think, did we all, like, yes. belly laugh at that? I know that I did. Yeah, that was that a really fun really joke. That really got me. Um... And That's I think a, a good use of celebrity. Very good use of celebrity. Because again, what we got to remember here is it's not the funniest. It's not the, it's like, what's the one, what's using the celebrities in the best, most effective way? Yeah. Now, this next one was actually what I consider to be kind of the first Super Bowl commercial that aired yesterday, um, which there might have been some more. This this aired after the game, you know, after the broadcast had started, but the gameplay hadn't begun yet. I think they had just flipped a coin and then gone to commercial break. And um, this commercial for McDonald's is kind of introducing a new campaign and doesn't seem like it's going to be celebrity focused at all. At least at first, you just see a bunch of people saying, oh, you're going to McDonald's. Could you pick me up an um? And then kind of and then people staring at a menu and saying, I'll have the um. And just this idea of, again, kind of tapping into this universal moment we have. And a few of the actors are sort of Actors that you like, they're that guy actors. I know one of them is uh, Maddie Carteropel, who I've talked about before. He's kind of a recognizable face, but not a celebrity. And he's not in there to be a celebrity. No, he's, not at all. Uh, I do. Th- I see a race car driver is in here, so I bet you he's a famous NASCAR driver that, that I'm seems, just not getting. I wouldn't know that. But yeah. then suddenly you see a giant like Batmobile looking car thing with huge black tires roll up to the windows. I'm sorry, the McDonald's uh, order window. The door opens up. It opens up like this. 
<laughs> and who's in there but Kanye West? I was so confused because I thought it was like, oh, this is just like kind of an introducing a new campaign kind of simple commercial. But then suddenly I was like, was that Kanye? I'm looking around and everybody's like, I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, I think that was Kanye in this commercial that wasn't laden with celebrities yeah. just buried and also like he is such a problematic man and I was like why would you ever put him in a because Super Bowl commercial because he's going to go crazy three times between when you film that absolutely and, and when, he has and he did and apparently he was up to all kinds of shit this weekend yes he was like how could you yeah why would you ever invest your giant global brand in Kanye knowing knowing that he is going to spiral like so quickly and he could say anything yeah he could come out and say that you're that chicken mcnuggets are made from fetuses yeah i mean nothing would shock anybody anymore and he's also like yes he's very famous and admired in in some ways and by many people but i don't think he has the kind of cultural cachet that benefits a mcdonald's audience welcome to mcdonald's may i take your order hi can i get a uh... can i get a Get in the McDonald's. Ooh, can I get a? Uh, can I get a? Yeah, can uh, I get a? Uh, 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 go, Bubba, go! Uh, I forgot how weird this is. You also see like Grimace, a yeah, cartoon, cartoon Grimace. of Grimace. What are they going for here with this montage? I don't know. This one doesn't work for me because that well. Because they also show a close-up of a fish saying, like a fish in a fish tank saying, uh, and then Grimace. Like, it's a little I bit of a really mess I also really just kind of question the premise because I don't know what your experience at McDonald's is, but most people, I think, certainly I do, know exactly what my McDonald's order really is. Really good point. They should you be know? going the exact opposite right. direction. Now, you want to showcase all the different things on your menu, but like showcase a bunch of different people having their orders locked Yeah, my lo F my order, in. you know, is a Big Mac and fries. I wonder if this is tied into, I know they have a campaign going now, and I don't know if it's been on TV, but it's definitely been on the internet, that they're creating a bunch of um, really weird sandwiches that are like uh, mix and match sandwiches. Yes, it's like make your surf, own. Surf and turf. It's this weird and so thing I wonder doing. If And they this give is... you the ingredients and you put it together. It's so bizarre. Oh, is that how it works? So you get a fish patty, you get a bun, you get a burger, and I then you put it together. it's so weird. But I'll bet, now that we're talking it through, do you think that the, that's the idea here? People can't make up their minds on what they want at McDonald's, so you order it all. Well, then they need to make that clearer they, they from this yeah, pitch. Yeah, they don't land it. So anyway, we'll pick up here with the uh, race car driver. Uh, pick me! No, pick me! Hey, can I get a... Uh, Ten-piece chicken McNuggets. And what sauce would you like with that? Uh, yeah, you know what? When they show Grimace, you see a little cartoon of inside of his head, and you see exactly what they've been advertising online, which is a burger saying, pick me, and a fish sandwich saying, pick me. McDonald's is crazy if they think that what the world has been missing is the ability to put a fish fillet patty on top of a cheeseburger. Yeah, I'm No one you. wants that. Anyway, though, kind of a good... I would say this, and this is just... I, this is probably... A bad opinion, but it's my honest opinion. Okay. I think good use of celebrity. I think bad commercial, but I'm watching this thing kind of, you know, half interested. All right. And then I'm like, what? You're just going to throw Kanye into this montage of non-famous people? I guess like, so. I gotta it got my attention. I got to ding them on. I mean, I guess maybe it's like a super high difficulty score because, like we said, like Kanye can and will go crazy. Yeah. 
Okay, so this is a... Maybe McDonald's just flexing, like, we can take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, this next one we have to talk about because this is one of the biggest kind of use of celebrities, and I mentioned this earlier in the show. It's another kind of reboot. This is Jim Carrey... Um, not reboot, but, um, you know, Jim Carrey resurrecting his character from The Cable Guy. I believe his character's name is The Cable Guy. <laughs> I think you got it right. I don't know. Yeah. This is another one that I don't know that Do I saw that all the way through. you know that I've never seen The Cable Guy? I, That's a real blind spot for me. I feel... I, so... When this movie came out, I hated Jim Carrey. I yeah. mean, I guess I still do. I just don't think about him as much. But he was like in all of those movies. I never saw The Mask. I just hated that like over-the-top bullshit that he did. Other right. people love it. That's fine. It wasn't for me. But I love Janine Garofalo, and I think she was in The Cable Guy. So I feel like probably at some point I rented this and drank like a half rack of like <laughs> – Milwaukee's best or something and just didn't remember it but I can't tell you exactly how this fits into the the cable guy verse other than uh, here he is Jim Carrey dressed up as the cable guy again and he's uh, knocking on someone's door and and it's got that kind of iconic shot of him through the uh, peephole of the door right the fisheye angle on him uh, and there's a woman who I believe this you you recognizes you recognize the woman who's in this too right I'm the pretty actor. sure that she's in a show ca- called Miracle Workers which is an anthology uh, yeah. series right okay uh, I'm afraid I don't know her name I think it might be Geraldine uh, Viswanathan um, but I think that's her but she's not famous enough that I think she's just playing a character. she's just playing a character yeah. here but you know I, I think they pick someone who has a little bit of of sort of visibility and recognizability. No, thanks. I don't need cable. I have Verizon 5G internet. Never heard of it. 5G ultra wideband? It's way better. I see. So somehow, your home is connected to Verizon's ultra-fast 5G network wirelessly without miles and miles of this. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. Wait! Can I see it? Sure. Whoa! It's just like a little uh, modem box, like a very clean looking. It's like a perfect white cube. Yeah. Talked you into quite a contract. Many nope. people can tolerate cube. <laughs> I love Nope, those. price is the price. Got one in my shop too. Runs my business. This may be illegal. I'm going to need to know who installed this. Me. It's plug and play. But you can have Verizon install it. Nice man. Reception's good. But I'll come back tomorrow and double check. No, 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 no. I don't think we need you to come. Boy, Jim Carrey, just like. He hasn't lost a step. He's so funny. <laughs> you know, I I would be curious to talk to someone who loved. People love Cable Guy. And it was so dark at the time. It was a as much as it is sort of rubber faced and over the top. It was seen as a departure for him because it wasn't you know, The Mask or Dumb and Dumber. It was like a much darker movie and it was, Mm -hmm. um, I think people really appreciated it. So I'd be curious to talk to someone who was a fan of that movie and like, does that, does it evoke something for them that it just doesn't for me? Like, Mm -hmm. it just leaves me totally cold. Now, Amazon, I almost tried to wedge this into um, series because this was not a commercial that was serialized throughout the Super Bowl, but I feel like Amazon is doing something that I can't quite articulate, but it's smart, and I like things that are cohesive, right, Uh as far as campaigns are concerned. And for at least the last three, but I want to say the last four Super Bowls, Amazon has um, advertised its, I can't remember, it's called the Echo, right? We always call it the S word that if I say it here, it'll trigger people's. I think it's the A word, but 
Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I was thinking of the. Uh, I was thinking of the Apple one. Anyway, the Amazon Echo, right? The uh, voice command. Yes. Home unit, right? The theme of all of the Super Bowl commercials of the past few years have been. First of all, you have at least a couple of really big celebrities in there. Portia de Rossi, I want to say, last year, and Ellen. They're a couple still, right? They are. Yeah. What was their What was their pitch? Their pitch was what was life like before these devices, and you had a bunch of people saying, "Hey, Alex, what's in the news?" or "Hey, Alexi, what's this?" and it goes way back through time. And what Amazon does with each of these is it, it creates some sort of an alternate reality that doesn't show you what these devices actually do. It shows you what life would be like without them, or mistakes that the developers made in trying to apply it to other things like That's a toothbrush right. that you can talk to and say play my podcast but then you can't hear the podcast because the toothbrush is in your mouth yeah. remember like yes. and there's always like and they are celebrity laden without being bogged down by the celebrities or at least maybe not laden but they uh, they have celebrities in them yeah. to kind of kick things off the the alternate reality this time is what if these devices didn't just take voice commands, but could actually read minds, And right? last year it was, what if instead of being in a little box, it was in the body of Michael B. Jordan, right? Oh, that was last year. I think so. You're right. So it was two years Which ago is that of, was Portia I think that if and we did a Ellen. Best of, if we did a, an overall yeah. best in show, I think we gave I it to that I think that one, yes. You, you, I was doing some quick Googling before the show, and that one didn't come up. But that's why, yeah. And then I think it was Portia and Ellen the year before that, and uh, somebody else. And then, I, maybe and then it was, was like the what if it was in your toothbrush? Yeah, in your microwave? and that was a montage of yeah. some famous people. They had like I think. Uh, Alec Baldwin, maybe, or mm -hmm. no, Harrison Ford. Ah, yes, with the dog, yeah. right? Well, this one has another celebrity couple who I learned today is a celebrity couple. Yes, you've really been behind the times. They oh, are married. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost. Yes. Um, and they are at home. And uh, the whole, I, I don't even know if I saw the very, very beginning of this, so I can't set it up great. But the, the idea is, what if this device could read minds? Hey, babe, check this out. Alexa, it's game day. Streaming football on Prime Video. Closing blinds. Chilling Rosé. Rosé? Well, it's an afternoon game. Mm. It's like she can read, read your, your mind. mind. Now we see a scene where um, they're waking up together. I love that we get to sleep mm. in. Ordering fresh mint mouthwash. Extra strength. The implication is she has bad breath, and he was thinking that, and so Alexa is ordering the mouthwash. I was thinking, I should get a spray tan, you know? Because that's on Wednesday. Activating blender. Funeral's on Monday. <laughs> I missed what happened there. He said I should get a spray can. A spray tan. Oh. He's sort of just blathering and just saying a bunch of stupid shit. And so Alexa reads her mind that she doesn't want to listen to it anymore and turns on the blender. It just turns on the blender. Okay. I'm thinking, I should get a spray can, you know? Because that's on Wednesday. Activating blender. Funeral's on Monday. <laughs> now she's oh, doing a scene from a pretty, what's obviously a very hacky show. Can't you see? That treasure all along. It was here. Love the eye patch. It's when is the show open? <laughs> March 8th. Setting reminder to fake your own death on March 8th. Not, uh... What the When you have to do those love scenes with hot guys, is that fun or is that like the worst? It's the worst. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Mm. 
Scarlett, this bread is delicious. Did you make it? Yes, uh, it's from my Gammy's recipe. Announcement. Gammy is short for she bought it at Whole Foods. Announcement. Colin left the oysters in the car for five hours. (laughs) (laughs) They're at a dinner party, and then everybody spits out their oysters. For five hours. It's probably better Alexa can't read your mind. Bad idea. What's the game? I have a quibble. I like this Mm -hmm. ad, but the... Some of them is it's some of the jokes are uh, Lex reads your mind right so she, needing the mouthwash she's she's reading Colin's mind mm-hmm. he that's what he's thinking uh, she doesn't want to listen to him talk about his spray tan it turns on the blender but it starts it goes from reading their minds to just ratting on them yes like it's nobody's it's not reading minds to just call her out on lying about her yes, bread recipe exactly now you're putting words in the device's mouth yeah doesn't make sense you know i'm looking over that that's it for this category and I, there is no clear winner here because they all leave me a little meh they all leave me a little uh <laughs> i gotta say believe it or not as much as i've ragged on this campaign Caesar's Sportsbook might have the best jokes. None of them are perfect, though. They're all uneven. They all have at least one clunky line. I would like to make the case for Toyota keeping up with the Joneses. I think it's the best use of celebrity. The three Joneses and the Jonas, it's a good use of celebrity. It's not the funniest, but it really works. The writing's solid. The... um, I think it's like visually stimulating and I think it's a really good use of all four of those famous people. And I love the Tom Jones as like a little kicker. Yeah. I would say I won't argue with that because the the joke at the very end when he says whoever you are did make me kind of bark laugh. Yeah. Bark. That's what that sounds like. I think um, I got the biggest laugh when Leslie Jones says Jonas. Yeah. So anyway, um, but none of, yeah, I will give that, I will agree with you and give that award, but I, I, Looking at that category, I'm kind of surprised. You think it's a weak category this year? I mean, we left some of them out. Zendaya had a commercial. Um, Of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger did the um, BMW. Yeah, we had set that up. We talked about that. I didn't. I didn't really get a good view of of the new one. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. It was a little confusing. Like I watched it, you know, in a loud kind of environment, and I didn't really understand. I knew he was doing electricity, and then he was getting an electric car. But I like was having a hard time following the thread on that. So mm-hmm. I would, I, we talked about it last time. I didn't bother to include it here. Right, right. Do you think that Selma Hayek is drinking the same Kool-Aid as Halle Berry? The blood of whatever virgin yeah. Halle Berry is drinking? I for sure do, yeah. Better put. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. Congratulations, Toyota. Don't let it go to your head, though. I'm expecting more from you next year. Yeah. Um, okay, best drama uh, category. A lot of drama These are year. like the very serious ads, yes. right? Yeah, we kind of boiled down. Last year, I think we broke it out into like, Best spoken word poetry and best, you know, very special hard year or whatever. There weren't a lot of like it was a very hard year ads mm-hmm. this year. So we just boiled these down to like the ads that are like not going for laughs so much. They're going for like your heartstrings or to make you think. Um, so we'll start with this one from Google Pixel, which is addressing a real problem, which is that technology made by white people is inherently you know, serves white people. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways it does that, of course, is it like all the technology that's built to capture skin tones in a photograph is geared towards white skin. And it's been right. a problem forever. And finally, somebody apparently did something really about it in in the technology. And Google Pixel's advertising talks uh, sort of like a montage of 
um, I think just ordinary folks talking about what it's been like to be taken, take photos all their lives and like to feel like they're very invisible in photos because the light never shows up for them or they look shiny or whatever. Mm-hmm. This hit me. I told you like while we were watching it live, I said, this really hits me because there's a friend of mine who's a black woman and it was the first time I met her and we're having a really good time. And I was, I'll leave her name out of this, but I was just like, I really liked her. I thought she was really cool. We were hanging out for the day and I took a photo of her and we had to take the photo really quickly. Yeah. And my phone automatically adjusted so that she was so dark in the photo. Everything behind her was well lit and, yeah. and she was dark and I only had one shot at this and I took it and I showed it to her. And She didn't say anything and she said, yeah, send that to me. But I could just tell we were both like, this sucks. And I've thought about that moment quite a bit. And so this commercial comes on and this has Lizzo, right? Is Lizzo doing the voiceover? Or is she featured in this in some way? I think way? it's her, her song. Is it her song? So this is for the um, Google Pixel 6, which is, you know, actually a phone. Yeah. But we're mostly buying cameras now, right? Exactly. <laughs> I think that's the case. People with darker complexions have always struggled with having good lighting. Every single yearbook photo of mine has been terribly shot since I was a kid. I always show up as too dark or shiny. Cause if you love me, you love all of me. Everything the light touches. And now it's showing these beautiful shots from this phone camera um, of uh, black people. And and they just look so beautifully lit and like glowing skin and wonderfully like just so dimensional. And it's really great. It's not just black people. It's it's people of color. Mm -hmm. campaign man i really like this i'm into it it is long overdue i'm so glad that a someone took the initiative to do a technology solution and b this is not a like this is something you and i know about but like i don't think enough people are aware of the way that technology reflects the biases that you know mm-hmm. the whole society has right. so i think Facial uh, recognition is another yeah one. so it's it's everywhere so it's really good to call attention to this as an issue and really good to have a solution so good on you google nobody likes to make fun of the paralympics i understand that but i will say this next very dramatic commercial didn't really do a lot for me there's did, one every did you year like it? well there's one every year there's always one that's like a story of an athlete who overcame adversity. I think last year, um, the one that was like this took some heat. We, I think we heard from some listeners, right, about yeah, the, there was a, the, uh, the Paralympian who... She was a swimmer. Was, and she was adopted, and we hear her adoption story as as we're watching her, a, a dramatization of her swimming through her mm-hmm. life, like when she's a little girl. Was she maybe born without an arm, I think? I think it's maybe a leg. Okay. And, uh, you know, we hear the mother her adoptive mother saying on the phone, like, you know, of course we'll take her or something like that. And I think we had some listeners who felt like it was sort of exploitative. Mm-hmm. Of othering. Othering and also like kind of exploitative of like, oh, a, a saintly, because I think she was adopted from an orphanage somewhere not in America. Um, the saintly American, you know, lifting this poor you know, crippled child out yeah, of poverty. Like, savior. it's kind of gross, right? Right. This one, I mean, unless you need a refresher, Veeves, I don't think we need to play it because it's going to be all dramatic it's music. It's all dramatic music. What the story is are these two brothers. I think they're called the McGeevers. McGeeves? I'm not sure. Um, they're two brothers. Um, McKeever. McKeever, excuse me. Um, and they were, I think they were 
skiers um and they were like always like training to be professional skiers uh i guess cross-country skiers and then one of them lost his eyesight and this is dramatized in this little movie in this little story and after he loses his eyesight he continues to train with his brother and together they go on with his brother and i didn't i don't really understand how the paralympics work so i assume that you can have like a a support member of your Mm -hmm. team uh, but they go on to win, I think, uh, 10 Paralympic medals together. Yeah. So uh, nice story. But again, as just a commercial, it's for me, those long 90 second drawn out overcoming adversity commercials is usually a good time to grab a beer. <laughs> um, and then, oh, yeah, this one. It did get everybody talking. It did. I'll give them that. This could have been best use of celebrity as well in in a way. So I can't name the actress who plays her. That's interesting. Yeah. So I, that's why I didn't feel like I could be, put it in celebrity. And I wonder if this, I mean, The Sopranos is really having a second life now with the younger generation. Yes. You and I think of The Sopranos as happening just a couple of years ago, but it's quite an old show. And it was kind of, you know, it was, a re- it was really near the beginning of this idea of um, uh, premium television yeah. and serialized television the way that we just take for granted now. And um, this begin and like now it has a whole another life on TikTok and, and younger people are watching Sopranos for the first time. Um, and so I they're very aware of that. And when I say they, I'm talking about Chevy and they're advertising <laughs> a... Um, By the they, Sh- I mean Chevy. And so Chevy Silverado in this commercial basically recreates the opening of the Sopranos using that Sopranos song, only instead of having Tony Soprano in the driver's seat, it's the woman who played Meadow Soprano. And she's like driving through... It's not shot by Chevy. I mean, it's like a recreation. Um, Her name is Jamie Lynn Sigler, by the way. Okay, good. And you see that, like, they've recreated a lot of the shots from the original uh, Jersey Turnpike shots. Like, instead of um, smoking a cigar, I believe she's, like, she has a lollipop, maybe? Yeah. Um, and so she's just driving along and then um, eventually she gets to some place and she pulls over in her ugly ass Silverado. Yeah. And then she has a this little. This is the year of ugly electric trucks. Oh, God. Oh, so many trucks are just ugly anyway. And then she has a little family reunion with um, who plays her brother. What's the name of her brother on the show? AJ. AJ. There's no way you know his name. The actor. Right? I'm looking it up. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, of course, they're famous. Um, he was played by um, Robert Eiler. Okay. Um, but so you know, they, yes, but I I'm, guess they're playing their characters. I knew their names here, right? at one point, but I had forgotten them, and they haven't like risen to be so famous that yeah. they're like headlining anything. Yeah, so that you're you're making the argument for keeping it out of yeah. the celebrity group, which makes sense. But anyway, it's just weird because you think it's like the actor. You know, Meadows actor, like maybe just like kind of a wink and a nod, but no, I guess they're just playing their characters, and this is them. I guess they got out of that diner. Yeah, I guess they got out of the diner, Um, and then uh, and then they just hug each other at the end. The first ever all electric Chevy Silverado, a whole new truck. Just like in the show. AJ's always getting short shrift. <laughs> and also... Nobody just, wants to talk to AJ. They only no, want to talk to Meadow. No. Um, I will say, though, even though I do not like this commercial, I hear it is a lot better than the Angels of Newark, like, by a lot. <laughs> Burn.
I heard that was so terrible. I don't think I have the name right, though. Is it the Angels of Newark? Uh, the Many Saints the of many Newark. The Many Saints of Newark. I heard it was just like the worst yeah, thing I heard you could it was possibly imagine. Yeah. It starts with a, a voiceover from Beyond the Grave, oh, I think, God. of one of the characters who died. In the- oh, my God. It's just so bad. Okay. Didn't they learn their lesson with American Beauty not to do that? Uh, we got to talk about Meta, of we course. We got to talk about Meta. <laughs> We have to talk about Meta. Uh, Meta From Meadow is, to Meta. Uh, hey, Meta <laughs> is the new branding of Facebook, but it's more than that. It's also the buy-in of this idea that our virtual worlds are going to become yeah. more and more prominent in Soon our lives. Soon we'll have ruined the regular world so much that anyone who can afford it won't want to live there. Exactly. And so I, this is another one where I don't know if I want to spend the time like actually playing Which it. is why I'm glad we're going to do the Salesforce ad in a minute because it kind of is yes. the counterpoint to this. Exactly. But... I guess the plot of this that really just it's, it, it, it misses so many points. Yes. So it, it starts with like an, a Chuck E. Cheese kind of scenario where you have this robotic band of animals and they're they're playing some song. And then um, what do they call They're not Chuck E. Cheese around here. Kids around here grew up with. Uh, was it Showbiz? Yeah, Showbiz Pizza. They I combined eventually. They're playing uh, Don't You Forget About Me. And um, then the power goes out. That is almost two minutes. Yeah, I'm not going to play the whole thing. So um, the lead singer is this dog character, but then you think that the power goes out, but really it's a symbol of just like the end of an era. Like these things are decommissioned. Suddenly they're alone in this darkened restaurant. There are no more customers. People are cleaning up around them. Somebody takes this robot and just uh, throws it out in the street for garbage. No, I no, think. no. Takes it to a pawn, pawn shop. shop. Goes to pawn it. Uh, somebody buys it from the pawn shop. Now this, you know, no longer animatronic. Just this like statue of this. Furry its eyes dog. are are quite lifelike, or like the the eyes are meant to. Make you think that it's having feelings. And its second life after the pawn shop is somebody buys it and puts it in a um, in a mini golf, you know, uh, course of some sort. Then somebody else buys it and you just see it go like... It just gets like more and more degraded. It has to hold yeah, up a karaoke screen. Then it falls off the back of a garbage truck and it just Eventually like... Eventually it's on the side of the road. It's in a trash compactor. I mean, by this point, this thing would yeah. be so disgusting. Then... It would be absolutely garbage this is where this next part makes absolutely no sense somebody sees it it's about to get crushed but then somebody says no i want it for my place but whatever this fucking place is makes no sense next thing you know yeah somebody pulls this thing from this garbage compactor it would be so trashed by now but it's yeah. basically still in good shape you would get hepatitis just from taking it out of this garbage just from compactor. looking at it yeah. and then and now it's suddenly in this like modern space. I don't know if this is an art space. I'm re-watching this as we speak. It's it like, it a, like a museum of the future, like a science Welcome museum maybe? I see. Oh, there it is. It's the Bosworth Space Center. Okay. They decide, oh, I love the Bosworth Space Center. It, I guess. Yeah, Brian Bosworth. This is what he did after <laughs> retirement. The boss. He, he's like... He, Got to get into open space. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> hey, oh, it's that kind of space. <laughs> so anyway, this thing that should be totally garbage is now, I guess because it had a silver suit originally, this person sought to put it in the Bosworth Space Why Center. Why would you even put this in the Bosworth Space Center? This doesn't really fit with the aesthetic of the Bosworth Space Center. And then this doesn't make sense. Then some kid is in there, or people are like experimenting with virtual reality in yeah. there, I guess, for the first time. So maybe that's part of the exhibit. I don't know. But then the kid and gets done using it. For some reason. He just puts it on the eyes of this dog. Which you're not allowed to do 
you have to return those when you're done. And then suddenly, because this this creature that has been acting dead for all of the commercial, through the magic of virtual reality and the meta world, suddenly is in the meta world, and we see this kind of recreation. I mean, literally, I've been saying that meta is basically like modern second life, and they are saying, yeah. this is giving you a second life, and now he can reunite, or it can reunite with its... Um, because somehow it's other bandmates. Uh, band elect, uh, you know, animatronic bandmates also magically got. Yeah, where they get their damn headsets? Their damn How did headsets? they all survive? And now that it has headsets on, it can also move autonomously in the in the Brian Bosworth Space Center. Yeah, because you see it like now suddenly it's moving again. And if you could, if you could move all along, like why didn't you just run away from all those terrible yeah. situations? Yeah, yeah. All these other creatures have their headsets on. Old friends, they wa- new fun. They, this was one where like the they. They got out uh, in, you know, too far out over their skis in terms of thinking that nostalgia could like do it. Because for one thing, I know it evokes Chuck E. Cheese or or showbiz, but it is not Chuck E. Cheese Mm -hmm. and it is not showbiz. So it doesn't really have an emotional like touch point for anybody. And I know we're all like I've definitely seen ads where like seeing a stuffed animal lying by the side of the road definitely can make you feel sad. But this is just a mess. Now, I'm going to skip the next one on the show sheet, Veeves, and go right to the Salesforce. We can go back to that if you want. But the Salesforce commercial with I Matthew McConaughey. I think it's just you and McGregor like, telling you that you should not buy cars and go out, go to Hawaii. Instead. That's the Expedia commercial? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. We're going to skip the Expedia commercial. Um, but this one has Matthew McConaughey, so that's why it's in... Uh, oh, no. This is still Best Drama, not Celebrity. Sorry. Um, and it's for Salesforce, which... This is what I think is interesting. Like Salesforce, I don't know why they would see themselves. And this is me not understanding what they do enough. I don't understand why they are necessarily taking shots at Meta slash Facebook and Zuckerberg in this. But this commercial begins with uh, Matthew McConaughey in a spacesuit out in space somewhere. He says specifically, and I don't know if he had creative control over this. He said specifically that he was trying to trick viewers into thinking this was going to be a commercial for Interstellar 2, uh-huh. which isn't a thing. No. But he wanted people to think, oh, my God, is there going to be an Interstellar? But no, he's just doing a voiceover here. Um, this is kind of where you get into that poetry in motion kind of yes. vibe. And um, I give him credit, though, for taking shots at this idea of the billionaires trying to go out into space to avoid the damage that we're doing to Earth or crawling into our metaverse instead of actually taking care of what we have here on yeah. Earth. Space, the boundary of human achievement, the new frontier. escape it's time to engage it's time to plant more trees it's time to build more trust time to make more space for all of us so while the others look to the metaverse and mars let's stay here and restore ours yeah it's time to blaze our trail because the new frontier it ain't rocket science. It's right here. And he's walking. He walk, walks through the uh, sort of like the open plains, and then the camera pulls back, and we see the whole Earth. 
I like it. It's not even that drum. I mean, I had trouble putting that in drama because I think of the drama commercials as being like overwrought. Yeah. But if this is a drama, then this is the kind of drama I like, which yeah. is it's jaunty and fun, and there's some good lines in there. But it's not a comedy. Yeah. It's, um, he's t- he's telling a serious story. It's just done with a light touch. Yeah. So in this category, we have Google Pixel advertising the real tone feature. You have the Toyota Paralympics. You have the Chevy Silverado with the Sopranos. You have Meta uh, in the Metaverse. You have Expedia, which we didn't talk about. So I doubt that's going to win. Yeah. Um, And then you have Salesforce, the new frontier. I hate to crown McConaughey, but that would be my first vote. I would say... It would totally win, except oh, no. I don't see how you can beat Google Pixel for real and real tone well, for best drama. It's the most heart tugging. I feel well as far as the product or the attributes being sold. I'm very impressed with that. The ad didn't do that much, but for it's you. just a you know what I mean. Like, right, and I really was fair. impressed with that, but it didn't yeah. seem like a super creative commercial. No, it, it just wasn't. said you're right. It used words very literally to say what it wanted to say, and You've it showed good me. photos. We'll okay, give it cool. To Salesforce, bing, bing, bing. and you didn't even want to include that one in this category. No, well, I I wanted to talk about the commercial. I wasn't sure if it fit drama, and maybe I'm telling on myself there because maybe it's not a drama. Either way, I, I think like it. Is it is a drama. Good. Well, then everybody wins. We uh, still have a few more commercials to get through here, but I do think we're, that we should continue in. to keep our keep our foot on the gas. So the uh, next category is best new artist. This is not a new product necessarily. These are just products and services that are advertising in the Super Bowl for the very first time. Correct. Where are we going to start? Let's start with Polestar. This is like everything else, an electric car. Did they did they advertise any cars that weren't electric in the Super Bowl? Good call. Not that I, don't I can think, think they of. Did. Eugene's was electric, right? I think so. Those trucks were. For sure surely all the trucks were. The ones out in the for the Joneses, right? Yeah. So this one is another one that takes a shot at uh at Tesla and Elon Musk and a bunch of other brands too. It's not gonna be great for the listener because I think it's just music or mm-hmm. just even just like sort of tonal sounds. Okay, I'll just hit play in the background. And then then, and then it will just read what, what the uh you know, captions say. No punchlines. No diesel gate. It also started, I kind of started that a little bit late. It starts by saying no serious. Wait, hold on. Let me get this right because it kind of gets into exactly what I was making fun of. It says no serious voiceovers, no epic voiceovers. No punchlines. No diesel gate. No dirty secrets. No hidden agenda. No empty promises. No shortcuts. No conquering Mars. (laughs) No blah, 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 blah. No settling for no greenwashing, no nonsense. And this is all a beauty shots, no committees, no consensus. Uh-oh, no compromises. And now we've got, the, now we see a pullback and we see this whole electric car pull star too. It says no, and then no becomes number two. I was fascinated by this because I literally had never heard of Polestar. This is the first I saw this. I missed this yesterday. And they're clearly but trying to go good. head to head with Tesla. I love, I, I love the shots. I love it, too. I actually think this is really effective. I know about them now. And unlike the legacy cars that are make, trying to make electric cars, I think the few, you know, part of the reason Tesla's doing so well, we were talking about this at, at the Super Bowl we, uh, gathering we were at. It's like Tesla said, let's make a really cool looking car and make it electric. electric. Mm. And BMW said, let's make an electric car that looks like it belongs in a theme park or something. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like it should be like tootling around Disney World. Um, so it's like, why not make a cool car that is electric? It doesn't have to look like a toy. Yeah. And I think um, to some degree, this Polestar is more like that. Like it looks like a cool car. It's a little bit odd shaped. It's got some weird boxiness to it, but it doesn't look like 
you know, what are these toy cars, basically? What is Rakuten? Because it's Rakuten. I, Rakuten. I saw this commercial, but we're it's in a, a crowded bar. It's a cashback app. For, okay. that, it's like a thing. It's like a uh, plug-in that you get. And I, I think I have it. I also have like four or five competing ones. There's a bunch of them out there. Um, and I just always try to see which one gives me the best deal. But Rakuten is like, you know, you go. I go to, um, you know, Sephora to buy some makeup and a little pop up pops up in the corner of my screen that says, mm. hey, you can get 2% cash back on, on anything you buy from this site, you know, so just turn on this plug in and it'll accrue the cash back from anything you buy. Oh, interesting. How do they make their money? Um, I'm sure it's essentially like driving people to the uh, to the retailers. Mm. Okay, um, so this is a commercial that takes place in a very, very, very fancy mansion, yeah. um, some sort of a um, gaming night, right? Yes, so this like mansion a, like is upscale having upscale casino games in this fancy mansion. Yes, it feels very um, James Bond. Totally. The main character seems to be, and again, I only mostly heard this. I'm sorry, I mostly just saw this. I couldn't hear much of what was going on, but it looks like um, this very fancy, you know, kind of older woman. I don't know, a woman in her 50s I believe or she's, I don't watch Ted Lasso, but I think she's one of the actors from ah, Ted Lasso. I see, and she's very, very rich, and she is sitting at this poker table, and then she gets into a, um, like, some sort of a betting, what do you call it? When she keeps, keeps raising, raising the, the stakes. The stakes. Uh, but she and this other woman, who's a much more normal-looking woman as far as you know how she's dressed she looks like more like in our economic status these two are going back and forth but they keep on raising the stakes but not with chips but like their fancy shoes they're taking their fancy shoes off and putting and then, them like, on their the Roomba. table yes that's right at one point they put their expensive Roombas on the table bet to you madam that's her weird hairless cat to finish this she puts the gold shoes oh. on the table. I have those too. Let's raise the stakes. Roomba. Fun. Robot vacuum. <laughs> I see your 4K smart TV. Do you? And I race you. The cashback I got from buying all this with Rakuten. Oh. Cha-ching. 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 That's right. So, rich lady storms off in a huff and yells, get the cat. Um, you know, I kind of, I like that it ties back to the product. It makes sense. You, you are in the company of these ultra rich people but you're on the same um, playing field as them because right. of this product. You're saving so all the money. It connects. Okay. Yeah, it's an okay little story. Wallbox electric car charging. We talked about this commercial last week, but I did notice that the one we played last week was twice as long than the one that actually aired oh, in the Super Bowl. Did you notice? I didn't. This is the one it's supposedly based on a true story where a guy got um, uh, electrocuted by lightning. And the one that we talked about last week begins with kind of a, a, a fake recreation of that moment like on security footage um that is not in what aired during the super bowl but then it becomes funny because this guy is so scared of electricity he's going through great lengths to avoid sockets in his house yeah and he has a huge long pole he uses to turn on the lights in his house and, and this is for a product um, called Wallbox, which is a specific technology to help you charge your electric electric car more efficiently right and i think the connection there is he's no longer scared of electricity or he's just too compelled by this product <laughs> um then there was the sam's club commercial 
we talked about this last week too, so I won't play it here. Kevin Hart is walking through Sam's Club, and it's almost exactly like the. Um, did you say this last week? It's yeah. almost exactly like the the deal commercials for. Is that Allstate? It's Allstate. Allstate. Like, is this the, the Mahomes Price. deal? Like, no, everybody gets it. Kevin Hart thinks he's being um, treated special because he's a VIP at Sam's Club, but it turns out everybody uh, who has that VIP card is treated like Kevin Hart there. And then, oh, yeah, Booking.com with Idris Elba. We played the teaser for this where Idris Elba is getting coached up on how to be a new Super Bowl spokesman from right. the most interesting man in the world and the old Spice guy. But the actual commercial had nothing to do with that Zoom call. It's just like a kind of a straightforward. It's a very straightforward ad. He's just doing the travel things that you do in these travel ads where you first you are in you know a hot air balloon and then you put on a hunting cap and you're out in the woods and then suddenly you're on a beach and it's like it's sort of it's kind of funny because it's not quite the same I mean it's not the like sort of tricky trick shots that they did with the um, Old Spice ads but it's not super different from them either it's just him in lots of different scenes shifting from scene to scene Mm -hmm. showing all the ways that you can book travel so this category is officially best new artist non-crypto edition because there were a bunch of crypto ads did you want to just play the booking one uh, oh, do you actually want to play it? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. It. Okay, to play. Sure. This is uh, the Idris Elba yeah. one. We have never been accused of being flashy, sexy, or lit. May I? We're definitely not lit. I mean, seriously, we named ourselves Booking.com, which is kind of lit if we're talking literal. <laughs> but it's who we are. We're good at helping you book travel. Like, amazingly good. And kind of bleep at naming. Booking.com. Booking. Yeah. It's kind of a cute joke at the end. He says kind of bleep at naming and then and they, they also bleep, bleep out, it. Yeah. So that's fine. Uh, so anyway, I was, I was saying got a that lot of charm. There, are, there are a few more commercials that are brand new this year, brand new advertisers, but they're all cryptocurrency yeah. advertisers. So we're going to make that a category of its own. In this one, Polestar, Rakuten, Wallbox, Sam's Club with Kevin Hart, or Booking.com with Idris Elba. I actually, you made a really compelling point on Polestar, frankly. It might be a dark horse. I think it's either that or Rakuten. Nobody advertised any dark horses, I don't think. Sorry, I'm getting really tired. We got to get out of here. Uh, that was a terrible joke. I apologize to well, my family, <laughs> to God, my country, and you, the listener. I'll give it to Polestar. Rakuten wasn't good enough. Right. Wallbox, I didn't think it was good. Well, Kevin Polestar Hart, got yeah. my attention. Yeah. Okay. Right. I didn't even notice that yesterday. I might have been out of the room. I noticed it when it was on, and it was it. it's very simple. There's no... I mean, it's kind of what they're saying, like no punchlines, no serious mm-hmm. voiceover, yeah. no uh, stunts like they got me. And direct shots. Yeah. Any direct shot at Elon Musk, I'll take yes, as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, Coinbase. This was probably one of the most talked about commercials because of its unique approach. But then also, as I was saying at the top of the show, the commercial was so good that it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It drove people to a website and app and crashed their servers immediately. We're talking and that's about, what you want in a crypto company. Right, exactly. Crashed servers. Oh, so so, so coin, Coinbase. So close. You're, this is like in the second or third break of the yeah, Super Bowl. It was, early. it was pretty early on, so everybody's like pretty amped up. And then all of a sudden, the screen just goes black, and a QR code—the thing that we all thought was a bad idea until COVID <laughs> hit—and now you can't even order food at a restaurant nope. without using a QR code. 
a QR code just starts bouncing across the screen, kind of changing colors and very reminiscent of like the old DVD player uh, uh, screen saver things. It's like bouncing around the screen. And you are, of course, we are again in a public place watching this on a projector. So you're trying, Genevieve, you were trying to like grab the QR code with your phone. You couldn't quite make it work. I couldn't make it work. I think it was a combination of um, I'm not very dexterous with that technology i was a it was a projector screen not a tv screen i was very far away from it i'm sure most people were able to to grab it but it was obviously a lot of people were yeah i mean i think it was really ingenious because they it really lingers yeah it's just like black screen with this bouncing ball of a qr code and it just goes on and on and on yeah. for I, I assume it was a 30 seconder but that's a long time for no real content yes. and at the very end it kind of looks like it almost glitches out and it says Bitcoin um, and or it's Coinbase vi- or Coinbase rather sorry yeah. um, and it was a really compelling idea and people used it and people clicked on it and their servers crashed how did they not see that and coming and like you say like that's, that's not great if you're trying to give away coupons for chicken McNuggets yeah. but like you're trying to get people. Oh, I was saying this exact sentence to Luke today on the show, and he on TBTL, and he mentioned that one of the best tweets he saw was somebody said, "You know why I'm not investing in Bitcoin? Because you know who wasn't advertising in the Super Bowl this year? Money. <laughs> Money doesn't have to advertise. So anyway, um, like I just can't believe that you would show yourself to be so insecure that you can't keep. And this also ties into a story that we had heard a friend tell recently about an opportunity to get into some sort of cryptocurrency thing. And then he was ready to put in like, you know, not life changing money, but a chunk of money. And then it crashed on him. And like the person who was setting up was like, oh, yeah, sorry. I think that we're having a glitch. It's like you're trying to take. Big money for investment, yeah. but you're glitching? Yeah, it's terrifying. I really don't think... I mean, I, I don't know. I'm so wrong about almost everything, but it does not seem like this is a sustainable well, you and Larry David. path to the future. Yes, good transition. This next one is one of my favorite of the, of the night. This one is pretty great. This is for FTX, and this is um, the premises that Larry David throughout history um, has never been a fan of the next big idea. So we start in like... Um, prehistoric stone age times a guy is rolling a big stone wheel and um, he comes up across Larry David who's just sort of like a pharaoh which is mm-hmm. it's a little confusing that's so like, weird yeah because it looks like Mesopotamia sort of like, I guess it is maybe I guess I guess the wheel was in the in those times yeah um, and so a guy is has just invented like the stone wheel and Larry David's pharaoh character is not <laughs> thinks it's a bad idea. Now we see he's like a monk in an abbey somewhere and somebody has an, it's mealtime and somebody is proud that they invented a fork. And he says, I got 10 forks on my hands or something (laughs) along those lines. It's a pretty good line. Um, I don't like the sound mix in this commercial, by the way. I think a lot of the jokes are kind of buried. You can't quite tell. Later on, it is, would you say Victorian times? Nope, I would not. I would say Elizabethan. Elizabethan. Super times, different. Sorry. Uh, he's in Elizabethan times. And I knew it was named after a woman. Yeah, good job. And th- there was only two famous. There's, there's, they've had three famous queens. Um, and two of them were named Elizabeth. 
and one was RuPaul. Um, so this is Elizabethan times, and they're uh, showing off a um, uh, the invention of the toilet, the commode. The commode, and he doesn't like the idea of a toilet. Then we see the founding fathers, and he's against the idea of not having a king. You'll hear that. I got to go through all of this now, otherwise I'm going to be pausing every two minutes, two seconds. Um, uh, he is telling um, Thomas, Edison. Thomas Edison that the light bulb is a bad idea. He's yelling at people in a command center who are trying to launch a rocket to the moon, saying there's no need to go to space. This one speaks to me. Now it's like the 80s, and he's uh, in a Japanese boardroom with a bunch of Japanese businessmen, men, and they are... Um, trying to sell him on the idea of a Walkman, and he is saying in Japanese, you'll always be looking for batteries. This is a <laughs> terrible idea. And then at the very end, now it's modern day, and there is a fella in Larry David's office, and he's pitching him on FTX as a, what do you call these systems that they're selling? They're the, the they're not selling the currency, yeah, like they're selling the platforms, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I call it the wheel. Eh, I don't think so. <laughs> this is a miss. Brother Davis, behold! It's a fork! I got dead forks right here, baby! <laughs> a toilet? We're not animals! We go outside like humans! <laughs> <laughs> now that I hear that, it took me like three times to hear what he said, but we're not animals, we go outside like humans <laughs> like is a really humans. good line. Like humans! Hancock! No king! The people shall have the right to vote. Even the stupid ones? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Edison, can I be honest with you? It stinks. Nobody's gone to the moon ever. Why not? It's far. It's too far. It's far. Portable music. The future is portable. <laughs> it's somebody saying the future is portable music, and then that's when uh, Larry David starts screaming, you'll be looking, what a stupid idea, you'll be looking for batteries all the time, and they forcibly remove him from the room. <laughs> like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> and I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. <laughs> Don't be, Don't like, be Larry. like Larry. I think that, oh, also, was that a tie-in to a TV show as well? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think at the end they just made it look like it was a TV show, but it's FTX. Um, it's really funny. It's really entertaining. And also, it's just like... It's just directly related to what they're trying to sell. Yes. I just like the pitch, which is something that like, sometimes think, people like Taco Bell forget about. Taco yes, Bell is a person. Now, I think so. Like I think that a lot of these, all of these crypto... Uh, or many of these crypto stories or or pitches are like don't miss out right like mm -hmm. don't be don't be late to this party like you you know this is if, if you had had the chance to buy amazon stock you know 15 years ago like you'd be a millionaire now don't don't be late to this train and so that's another that's kind of the premise here where we have re now present day lebron talking to a cgi like a pretty good you know i don't know how they did it with the technology but like a pretty good uh facsimile of young lebron talking mm -hmm. to himself when he's just about to make the decision to go straight to the league yeah so he is in 2003 it, it says 2003 in the establishing shot and you see that we're in teenage lebron's bedroom and he's trying to decide whether or not he should go from his role in the high school which is called what I don't know. St. Vincent, St. Mary. I almost went there. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. 
That's a terrible sentence leading up to that, but I really wanted to brag about that knowledge. Um, and <laughs> I went to Walsh instead. Anyway, so modern-day LeBron, time travel. Now he's talking to his younger self. All right, so cordless headphones. You can watch movies through your phone. And y'all got electric cars? Yeah. The future is crunk. <laughs> Anything else you want to know? Is the hype too much? Am I ready? I can't tell you everything, but if you want to make history, you got to call your own shots. We going to the league. We going to the league. We going to the league. It says fortune favors the brave, and that's the crypto slogan, of course. Mm-hmm. Better than the Matt Damon ads, do you think? Yeah, a lot better a than lot that. A lot better than the Matt Damon. Although, yeah, I guess they land, they stick the, the, stick the landing. Sorry, I'm so brain dead now. Um... Yeah, I guess they stick the landing on that. At first, I was having a lot of trouble connecting the dots from, like, this scenario to... Yeah, but it doesn't... I agree with you. I, I If I... T- ask me a month from now what that commercial was for, and yeah. I'll remember that LeBron talked to his younger self, and I won't remember what it was for. I feel like this is... I'll be like, like future or something. It's going to be a weird Headphones thing to say, maybe. but, like, I feel like that scenario is a fun scenario that would be better serves just selling a different product, come up with a different pitch for that. Still use LeBron and maybe just go more literal. Like, I, I see the thing that he said, like, I took a risk at one point in my life. Yeah. I had to feel like I was ready to do this. Fortune favors the bold or the brave or whatever it is. Like, that does make sense. But everything leading up to this, the scenario seemed like too much noise to get to that. I agree. Whereas I actually do think that the little... Um, story is cute. It just, I don't know. I just wish there were two different commercials. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I had a hard time finding the connective tissue. I see it once I think about it, but unlike the FTX with Larry David, it's so clear. Like the joke is being reinforced each time. It's a it's a new invention mm-hmm. that's going to make the world better. It's a new invention that's going to make the world better. Yeah. All right. This last one is for a company called eToro. I don't think I saw this. It's, I mean, it's sort of, I feel bad that I put it at the end here. It's, it's I don't think it's a winner. It's like kind of unremarkable, but I did say I would grab all the crypto ads and uh, I did grab them. Uh, I think I did. I might've missed one. If I did get at me, Um, we have a guy kind of walking through the city and he looks up and he sees what looks like initially a flock of birds making like a weird flock of bird shape. Um, But they're actually people who have, who have, taken to the air and they're like oh, flocking yeah. through the city it's almost rapture only they don't go all the way yes up. um and they're they have all they have all gotten on this e-toro the power of social investing which in practice is like very much about crypto Jeez. fly me to the moon let me See what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Imagine a community where millions share ideas, trade stocks, crypto, and beyond. To the moon? In other words, eToro. The power I don't really understand what no. I'm looking at here. And also, it has very heavy rapture vibes yes. to it and like i think this is the type of thing that some of those other commercials were making fun of like everybody's head is in the cloud and they're losing sight yeah and they're making this future that they think is bright but is actually coming off as very dystopic yeah weird i'm not crowning that one the i i think so coinbase this is interesting like was the coinbase qr if had, commercial if it had worked i would give it to them 
the commercial did work. We're judging commercials, not the product. Okay, except that it didn't work because ultimately the experience of the commercial, which is by nature interactive, made me less likely to do it because it made it seem insecure. But let me make kind of a similar analogy that I just made a few minutes ago. Let's say there was a really good commercial uh, during the Super Bowl that compelled everybody to go out and get spicy chicken nuggets. And then the next day, the headline is Super Bowl commercial so good, so compelling. Who's writing this headline? What, what newspaper is this? Mashable.com. Is Leslie Nope writing this headline? <laughs> no, but for real. If, if the next day... The headline is that McDonald's cannot keep up with the demand and it's kind of a Michigas yeah. because there are lines around the sure. block to get into a McDonald's to get these spicy nuggets. It's like, that commercial fucking worked. It did work, but I don't feel, I don't think like, oh, McDonald's can't make good spicy nuggets because they ran out. But mm. I think that it's a, it's just, mm. it's a different category. It's a different kind of thing. When their ad left me with the impression that they don't know how to handle big volumes of data, like, I call that a loss. Mm. They snossed, and look what they lost. I am giving you the Michael Barbaros mm of approval. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Am I messing up his name, the guy from The Daily? Michael Barbaros? Am I messing up his name? And everybody makes fun of him because he goes, mm. mm. I don't know any of the words you're saying. Do you know that there's a very popular podcast called The Daily from The New York Times? It's got to be one of the most... I don't listen the to it. The most popular news podcast out there. Well, I didn't know that and I don't listen to it. <laughs> okay. So you did Barbaro. I was adding an S to his name. I knew something of Michael Barbaro. And he goes, mm. I don't think that reference is as universal as you mm, think it is. I promise you it is. All right. It's a thing. In fact, I think it was an SNL skit. Well, another thing I don't watch. <laughs> okay, so we got to give it to Larry David. We got to give it to Larry David for the crypto commercials. Yeah, congratulations, right? Larry. You Larry, win again. Things are finally coming <laughs> together for you, Vives. Let's just do this. We, I'm already brain dead. Let's quickly go over all of the winners of each category, then pick right. a winner of that ca of an overall an, winner, a best in show. Here were the winners: comedy. It was Uber Eats with Cousin Greg and Jennifer Coolidge and the gang. Uh, Let's Get Weird was Irish Spring. I would put Irish Spring. It's a leading You just want to do this so you can crown Irish Spring the, the winner. No, no, no. I have no ulterior motive. And uh -huh. we can, if we can't come to an agreement, that's fine. T-Mobile Dolly Parton got me. Best there was series. Some clunky, um, there were some clunky lines in there. Vroom, you really like the song of, which is great, but I'm not usually going to lean towards a musical no, I don't dance think it's the best for overall. Uh, Keeping Up With The Joneses was fine, but it was kind of hard to get me to even vote for that one in the category of Most Valuable Celebrity. Um, best Drama was The Salesforce New Frontier. God damn it if I'm giving Matthew McConaughey <laughs> the best in show. Polestar Electric Car won Best New Artist Non-Crypto. <laughs> and FTX Larry David won Best New Artist Crypto Edition. Is it FTX? Is I actually it think Uber it's Irish Eats? Spring. You think it's Irish Spring? Yeah. <laughs> you've been, that's what you've been angling for the whole time. <laughs> All right. The, thing, so. the hard thing about the, the best in show category is that, like, it's not really fair. Like, some of these categories are just overall stronger. Yeah. So it's like a divisional problem. Right. In other words, there might have been a better commercial that didn't win its category because it didn't fit the parameters of that category. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I thought the Caesars ad was fantastic. Caesar Sportsbook was really good. Oh, right. But, but we didn't give it to them. I didn't think it was the best 
uh, use of celebrity. Best use of celebrity. Right. I see. I like that we. I didn't even realize we call it most valuable celebrity, which also uh, <laughs> makes me grin. So okay, and I would say Uber Eats was kind of a close second to me. I thought there I'd were even, some good I, performances. If you want to give it, to, if you want to give it to Uber Eats, I'm Irish down. Spring. It's or the buzziest one, I think. You think the Uber Eats is? I think Irish Spring maybe was no. I think Uber or I think Irish Spring is a good selection for best in show because it was a surprise. It was a, it was a newbie. It was a best new artist. It was like weird. It was a lot of things. It, mm. it really could have fit into a number of categories. It didn't have a celebrity, which I actually also really like. Yes, I agree. All right. Congratulations to Irish Spring. Yes. Congratulations to us for getting out of here just 15 minutes over two hours. Jesus. Sorry, everybody. Wow. This is the ATM promise. We will beat the Super Bowl ads to death. That's right. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, We will turn in probably a bit of a shorter show next week. Get at us with your feedback. We have not... Uh, been able to check in with the ad council the past two weeks yeah. because of the Super Bowl, and you guys are the best part of the show. So please email us, uh, call, call us. the call the phone line, and uh, engage with us. Engage with us on social media. We have a Facebook page. After these messages show, if you on click Facebook, on our QR code, our site will not crash. That's my <laughs> personal guarantee. Um, after these messages show at gmail.com. That's after these messages show at gmail.com. And uh, you can call our voicemail line 607 444 5597. That's 607 444 5597. Genevieve will post all of these commercials that we talked about today in the Facebook group. Maybe we can get a good kind of yeah, let's get a good, good discussion going. Good conversation going on. See how you guys feel about everything that we talked about today after these things marinate for a little bit. So thank you, everybody. It's been fun. We'll talk to you next week. Once again, back again with the caravan of Manchester from Pakistan. Karachi, Posse, Zaki's Poppy.